Welcome to the Higher Energy Superpower. This is episode 30 of the Turbo Duo Cast. My name is Salvatore Mata, and to my left is my brother from another game show lover. He is the oral assassin. He puts the ass in claim. It's, it's Trenton, you right the third. I did that to you. That was, that was subpar. Esquire. <laughs> Esquire. That was subpar. I felt like, um, I feel like Adam Carolla when he introduces Dr. Drew. With the banana <laughs> and, the, and the hammer and and, and the doctor and, and yes <laughs> yeah the boy, boy certified sufficient <laughs> and also returning with us is Turbo Duo and a half Salvatore Superstar Soccer Mata in the building <laughs> number one stunner losing teeth right. Left and center. But winning in life. Yes. How many teeth have you lost? Five. Oh, my Lord. I'm not sure you said it loud enough. And. Five. Special guest of the show returning by popular demand. It's the manly manager himself. Do not call him white because that's a lie. It's Ryan Brown. Welcome, Ryan. (laughs) Ryan Brown. Ryan Brown. 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 What's what's wrong? We're excited to have you here. Oh, no, no, no. Just the intro through me. Well, oh. I mean, don't speak for everyone. I'm not really that excited. <laughs> well, welcome, guys. Well, thank you for being here. Uh, we're excited to spend an hour or two with you. And uh, as we like to say, wallow in the mud a little bit. We're going to be talking about cruising. USA. Cruisin USA. Today, by, as you're seeing by the title. No, we're talking about cruising USA. 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 USA, USA. <laughs> a little hat talk, Jim Duggan in there. Um, so we're going to be talking about some of the history of that game, and um, we really want to focus on that compared to some of its contemporaries at the time, and what made uh, what made Cruising USA special. If there's any criticisms of it, and um, you know maybe some of our memories at the same time. So uh, we're going to start today. We're, we're gonna we're, we're gonna start. We're just gonna we're gonna go up a ramp here. We're gonna slowly kind of enter like Tony Hawk Pro Skater ramp. Correct. Which I hear is really good. I don't know the new one. I hear is really. Oh, it's good. fantastic. Yeah. I hear is really good. So it's fantastic. Straight out the plastic. So, uh, what are you guys playing right now? What's uh what what's uh you know what's getting your juices flowing so to speak? Well, I don't think we're gonna be talking about that kind of playing. No? I know what mine is. What are you playing right now, Sal? <laughs> he's playing y'all because he's getting a Monet. <laughs> yeah, the Tooth Fairy has come, has provided, I guess, some... Came and went, and then came pro- back. Provided some green. Yeah, she's come back like four times in a row. No, five. Oh, five. Okay. <laughs> like Booker T. Five time, five time, five time. Yep. And uh, <laughs> now you can get that Battlegrounds you wanted to get, right? WWE? Two, okay. Wait, it was 2K22 Battlegrounds for the PS5. I really want it. And it has one of my favorite WWE superstars on the, on the front. I swear if you say The Miz, I'm going to flip this table. It's not The Miz! <laughs> it's... What's wrong with The Miz? Everything. All right. Ray Mysterio! <laughs> oh, he's on the front cover of like the special edition. So wait, is it is it... No, it's 2K22. 2K22 or is it... No, no, no! It's just two battlegrounds. Battlegrounds is like a whole different game. Okay. 
But you were watching the Battlegrounds one too. Oh yeah, Battlegrounds. That's like yeah. the cartoonish style. Yeah, it's almost like uh, an NBA Jamish yeah. style of game. They're they're huge. The guys are huge. like super deformed in a way. WWE, yeah, like big head mode type WWE stuff. WWE yeah. All Stars kind of. Mm-hmm. Mm. Pro- probably better than huge. WWE All Stars. No, All Stars is pretty good. Mm, have I'll you be, played it? I'll be the judge of that. No, I haven't. All right. Well, then there you go. <laughs> Out the window. <laughs> now I have enough money for that game. Nice. Okay. Did you say what you're playing right now, though? Oh, you just no, said what no, you're no. excited about. Oh. So, everybody knows we're just talking about wrestling WWE. I love wrestling. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> We, we still haven't gotten to what he's playing right now. Just so that everybody knows. Well, it's, it's leading up to it. It's the anticipation. That's right. My building up. The game that I like right now. Oh, 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 oh is, are you going to get into it? Is pro wrestling. Pro wrestling on the Sega Master System. That's deep, right. That's a deep cut for a <laughs> for a seven year old. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. So in, I like playing as the Great Master. One of the pickups I'm going to talk about allowed us to play pro wrestling. On the big screen here, and so Sal, I, we ex- we exposed him to pro wrestling for the first time because he knows the Nintendo version of pro wrestling, but he's never yeah. played the Sega version. And the first thing he said when he when he saw, why is this guy crunching his head into his armpit? Oh, you it mean looks, the headless wrestler on the front? Yeah, it looks like he just ripped his head off and squished his head. His own head. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. So, what do you like oh. about pro wrestling, Sal? What are you enjoying with that game? Um, I think that, uh, I don't really know yet. <laughs> Maybe. You just like wrestling so much that when you get to play I, it I in like, a, in, on I a like, game. I um, when the, when, when the guy goes into the ropes, you can do a karate kick or a karate punch. Yeah, so like. It's got snappy action, right? Yeah. It's got very snappy action. Like when you're, <laughs> very snappy. when you punch and kick, you can like you almost feel it. Oh, yeah, there's and, a contact. And, there's a, and if you, there's look, a, yeah, it's almost like Streets of Rage. When you when you hit, you're getting that feeling, that feedback that's telling you you're actually doing something that is effective. Mm-hmm. And when you go to the ring, um, to, you can see a chair or no chair there. If there's a chair there and your guys in the ring, you get disqualified, and then you're back into in, inside the ring. And when they hit with the chair, it takes like half your life off. Like it t- completely demolishes the guy. So you got. I be hit my dad, and it took so much <laughs> life off. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's cool, Trenton. What about you? I know that you've been uh, doing some stuff in the modding game, um, where, which we're going to talk about soon here. But anything in particular, anything specific that you're playing right now that you uh, want to share with the with to the be specific over the Pacific. I'm um, just playing one game. Well, I mean, I tried it out the other day, so I guess that counts as playing it. Um, which is the masterpiece known as Warlock. Oh, for the Sega Genesis. Wow. Which is uh, I got it for like nine dollars because the case is it, a little beat up. It's a claim, so you know you're not gonna know what it's gonna be. <laughs> yeah, I, that's exactly <laughs> fifty fifty. You know, like a, more like a seventy thirty chance that it'll be bad. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is fine, but uh, yeah, it's it's a pretty solid game actually. I mean, it's based on the movie, which I know nothing about anyway. So. I, I watched it at Jason for Bricky's house when I was ten years old, and that's why I'm the way I am today. Because <laughs> of this game, because of wa- watching the movie and then playing it a year later at, at Musen's house. It's that's the way. It's why I turned out the way. I am. It's all because of this. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's like a just your kind of standard like side scrolling. 
you know, jump up and down, find something, def- kill enemies. So you like, have like, like a like little. A pla- is there, are there platforms? Yeah, yeah, or? yeah. So you have like a this little like floating orb around you. That's kind of when you power up. So you press the button and with the directional pad, and it'll like take enemies out you can't reach or like oh. um, grab power ups you can't reach. So you have to collect like six different like magic orbs at the end of each level to complete the game. But at least there's passwords because it's one of those games where you kind of figure out the pattern of everything and then get to the end and figure out the pattern of the boss mm-hmm. and then you know so then you can like learn it and just kind of like breeze through because what happened i got through like the first level but i only had like one life left so then like the second time around i just kind of like you breezed. can use and you can use the password yeah i just kind of like breeze through the level and then got to the got to the boss and then you kind of learn their pattern yeah it's a pretty solid game for i mean it's nothing crazy special but mm-hmm. you know it's warlock i mean it's worth a shot, right? I mean, yeah. anytime you see that, I think any anytime you see like a platforming style game, it's always worth a shot if it, if you're going to get it for cheap because, you know, a platformer is like that. You're entering a world. It's not like a, a sports game or it's not like something that is a, a puzzle game where you're like, eh, I'm not really into that. It's like you know, there's an there's kind of an adventure there, so you yeah. kind of get lost in yeah. that world it's, a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah, it has like a it has like a like a good like atmosphere to it. It's you know that kind of. Uh, like afterlife kind mm-hmm. of feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a it's a solid playthrough. Nice. I'm glad that you uh, you know are able to have some time to play some games. I know you're usually on the prowl for stuff more than having actually yeah. the I mean, ability to like, sit down I, and play. I played it like one day this week for like an hour. But see, <laughs> that was about it. That's why you need to get a nomad, man. You know. I don't know if that would help. You know, you you you, <laughs> you know you get home from work. You know, you uh, get the bubble bath going. You know. And you, uh, you sitting there with a nomad? No, like you know, you you know, you get you get loud. You also have your toilet time. Yeah, you know you get, I mean, well, no. some guys read magazines, some guys crack out a nomad. Yeah, you know, but you know, what I'm trying to say lathered is, up. what I'm trying to say is, you, you know, you lather, the you lather yourself up. You know, you you wash yourself, you dry yourself. You know, you get some nice comfortable cotton clothing on. Mm-hmm. Wear your bathroom like a, like a nice pre-shrunk cotton t-shirt. Yeah, you right. know it's my silk robe. I just put it on. While you grab I'm... yourself a snack. You brush your teeth. Whatever. Blah blah blah. Get a glass of water. You sit in bed and then you're doing all those things at once. You're grabbing <laughs> a snack, brushing your teeth, and getting a glass of water. Well, <laughs> you like don't know which order to do what. Am I drinking? Am I brushing? Am I eating? In the movie Dodgeball, Vince Vaughn is drinking a YooHoo and brushing his teeth at the same time. So. Well, that's on him. <laughs> yeah. Well, that chocolate drink. My point is, at the end of the night, after after you're done with all of your particulars and all the standard things you have to do, you know, you're either going to watch a show or whatever. But it's the magic of like the Nintendo Switch, right? You sit in bed and you play a game, and you can actually kind of dive into something like that if you've got the Nomad. If you if you don't, it's like, well, you know, <laughs> if you don't have you the Nomad. There, what are you the doing? whole system up. You got to have this massive light. Well, and, and let's let's let me preface this here because for me, all of my video game stuff is in a separate room from from my bedroom. Oh yeah. So it's not like I have a Genesis hooked up where I can play before oh, yeah. bed. Yeah, because mine's on my on my TV in my room. Yeah. Yeah. So a different situations. So I understand. So if you don't have video games in the bedroom, I think the Nomad is a great alternative. If you if you're into the Genesis, <laughs> the Nomad's stuff. a great alternative to anything basically. It it really is like. <laughs> When it comes to the Nomad, when you get one, you want three more. You know, I was telling you this, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like it, the Nomad is a kind of thing. It's it's what connect me and your buddy Nomad Steve, mm-hmm. who gets his name because it's in the name. Yeah, he had like I think he had eight or nine at one point. 
<laughs> Again, they didn't even remember. make that many. <laughs> Proves my point. Yeah, every time we got one, that's how I became friends with him, though, is because I, you know, I I met him from literally every time we got a Nomad, he'd come in and buy it, and then just that. What time. a maniac! And that's how our friendship started. And yeah, you could have gone in one direction, but you decided to go in the other direction. You could have run for the hills like this guy is a weirdo. What is he doing with all these nomads? You know. Yeah, but I'm just like, he seems quirky in a fun way. Let's let's have let's hang out. Let's yeah, talk. let's see what happens. You know, yeah. I might end up in a ditch but, somewhere. Or, hey, it's one know. of my best friends now. So I, I, can, no, I know. You know, you, know you, you you put it all on black and you hit. You know. Mm. So, well, good. Uh, so speaking of the nomad, you know, one of the things, really the only thing that I'm playing right now is um, my two and a half year long trek with uh, this little number here, which is. Uh, Fantasy Star 2, which I'm still working through. I'm finally into the final dungeons. I've got maybe another, you know, probably 15 mm-hmm. hours to go. Just because of another year and a half. Yeah, yeah. Just <laughs> grinding. To, the grinding is ridiculous. You know, I mm. like I said, I've, I I at one point fell asleep with this thing in my on my chest because I was just playing from you know whatever time and fell asleep. So you you did? I did. I fell asleep with the Nomad on me. What a way to go. The one thing I wanted, and it's it's a phenomenal game, but it's it's the, it's just the original cartridge has so much grinding. You know, it's just a lot of these games. I think of like Skies of Arcadia. The better way to play that game is on the GameCube, where they kind of fixed a lot of those issues where you just it's so grind heavy. Yeah, a lot of the older JRPGs run into that. Gr- it's it's almost it's their way of extending gameplay, but it, it artificially don't get me wrong. I like it. a good grind. You know, mm, but it's put it on a t-shirt. Uh, like I like a good grind. Yeah, but, but it has to have a satisfying <laughs> nature to it. Like you can't. I don't know if you want that on a t-shirt. <laughs> Might get misconstrued. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. No, I was just saying. Like, um, it, it, there has to be like some satisfaction to it. Like, it's like okay, yeah, I'm sitting here, I'm just beating the same enemies over and over. It's like if there's not any, you know, variation. You know, mm-hmm. to the enemies, or you're getting different, pa- you know, different pickups. You know, once in a while, like oh, maybe after I beat this enemy ten times, I get the opportunity to get a rare pickup or something, something to make it more interesting and keep your attention throughout mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. rather than just sitting there just trying to get to the right level so you can actually like somewhat competently. Att- you know, yeah, we might have those. to have a conversation about that at some point because there's games where you do do a grind and you're just like, I can't stand this, mm-hmm. and other games where you just it's it's almost like comfort food. It's yeah, like, it's like I'm gonna go home later and I'm gonna I'm gonna do my grinding to get to my next level so I can get to the next area of mm-hmm. the game or whatever. And it's like there's something weirdly enjoyable about about that, you mm-hmm. know, in certain games. Yeah, so you know, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, the other day, Liz, I, I actually I took the cartridge, put it in the Genesis instead, so I went from you know the Nomad to that, and she's sitting on the couch waiting for me to make coffee, and she's just like, "When are we making coffee?" And she's watching me play, and and I'm just, <laughs> const- I'm just going over and over into these battles. She's like, Boring. "What the heck are you doing?" <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm casting Amber Rose so that she can heal up, and then this one's casting this thing to, to to reduce damage by half, and then these two guys are battling, but then when they get hurt, then they're going to cast their Crescent Gear so that they can heal. And she's like, she's like, I'm going to be in the other room. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, she, I, I completely lost her mm-hmm. while nerding out at the same time, you know? So it's, you know, it is what it is. It's the mm-hmm. grind. It's the grind. So, and, and the way that I usually like to play games... Tell us. ...is, well, th- my style with video games is to have two games running at the same time. The two games are usually something a little bit deeper, like an RPG, and then something like a Cruising USA, like we're going to talk about. Something that's just like quick, snappy, 
get into it, fun. You can pick it up, put it down. It's not going to take too much of your time. Mm-hmm. That's usually how I like to, you know, put that together. Right now, my attention is fully devoted to Fantasy Star 2 and getting that done. <laughs> and then I'll go back and play Fantasy Star 1 after mm-hmm. that. So, what about you, Ryan? What are you into lately? Uh, currently, uh, I mean, I'm still still an Animal Crossing troll. Besides Streets of Rage. Um, I mean, that. yeah, I get that in every week. That's just kind of a... Wake, wake up at, at 6.30 and pop it in, beat it by <laughs> Well, that's the thing is just, just because of when my time for gaming is, it's usually early, early in the morning or like yeah. late at night. So I usually like I'm up at like 4 a.m. like a lunatic and I'm like, hey, you know, what's a really good thing to do right now. Streets of Rage. Let's play this for like an hour. Yeah. So I do that. One? Yeah. Still play it like once a week usually <laughs> like a weirdo, but I love it. And uh Something about that intro just is like, oh, it's just like you get that satisfaction. As soon as that synth comes in, I'm like, oh, yes. But um, yeah, I do that. And then uh, I've been, like, just been playing a lot of Animal Crossing. Just Kind of like an RPG. Right? It is. It's just, it's very simplified and it's 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 just, it's pleasant. Nothing bad happens. You just no. tend to my crops. <laughs> I got tomatoes the other day. I was like, oh, I got tomatoes. Nice. Yes. So like little things like that, which, you know, just it's relaxing. Uh, but the other that's the thing about video games though is like there's no nonsense of the real world it's just you're in you're in this place that is I hate to say it but it's kind of safe in the way of -hmm. of, it's just you're the one who's responsible what's for what's happening there Mm -hmm. you know whereas the chaos and craziness of the world and all the things in school and work and just managing all that and you know you're in this captured sort of bubble of of an environment that you can kind of manipulate on your own and affect and watch grow over time and mm-hmm. see real change yep. happen from from day to day. Hey, yeah. Daddy? What's up, buddy? A Friday when last game can I leave the room? Yeah. Any anytime. Wait, what happened? Oh, I thought that was off. No, it's on. <laughs> you, you do you want to talk about your game? Mr. Ryan's almost done and then we're going to talk about the games. Oh, yeah. You want to do that and then you can leave? Mhm. Okay. So, uh, my Oh, go ahead, buddy. <laughs> so my last game is Aladdin. Classic. Awesome. Yeah. It's the first reference to Aladdin today. <laughs> and and uh, I love that you're going building to building, trying to wave your sword at guys, and trying to uh, trying to get to the the what's what's the evil guy's name? Jafar. Jafar, trying to get defeat to, him at the end. Yeah, try to defeat him at the end, and amazing game. Yeah. That that might I don't know, maybe a top ten Genesis game? Damn top ten? Maybe? I don't know about top ten. It's I would say top twenty five, no, no problem. No problem. Top one hundred, definitely. Yeah. Just <laughs> there are there are a hundred great Genesis games, I would say. I know. Just, Super you know. Nintendo maybe not. Genesis, yes. Wow, I think we got another one on board. Oh. <laughs> I, I've tried a lot of them. I just yeah. What are you talking about? Do Super These Nintendo. Or just Super Nintendo games in general? In general. Oh, 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 ooh, oh, wow. Mm. Interesting. We can go on a tangent. I mean, I'm happy to, <laughs> I, I'm happy to go on a tangent. Yeah, Aladdin's Wait, awesome. Wait, so have so. you played, you played it, Aladdin, a little bit? No? Yeah. Who? Sir, you? Oh. Hello? Me? What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're sorry, guys. We're going to, we're going to get back on the train here. Hello. You, well, you've seen Daddy play it. Yeah. Oh, so you haven't really played? You haven't put, tried it, tried it yourself, really? No. But he sees no. the he sees the animation. No, no. I, I mean, he, I got he knows you. how good the animation is, and it looks just like the movie, doesn't it, buddy? Yeah. And and that's and that's a seven and that's a seven year old in twenty twenty two saying that 
a Genesis game looks like the movie. I just put the words in his mouth. He he told me that the other day. Well, yeah, because so, it's that cart. It's a cartoon, so. But they I actually mean, had Disney animators on. Yeah, it's it's yeah. all hand drawn. They just I, digitized the hand the hand drawn animation. It was they they were, they were just coming out with those blockbusters at that time? I think that the Lion King. Oh, the, I think the Jungle Book was supposed to. be Yeah, the Disney decent. Resurgence. Yeah, Beauty and the Toy Beast. Toy Story, like. Yeah. I think the Aladdin game is better than the movie. Probably would be. <sighs> Maybe. You might not be wrong. I don't know. I, I would say he's got a fair point. He, do, he kind of does. I like the third one more than the Kids first one. Kids know best. For the movies, so I can understand that. Third third one what? Aladdin movie. There's a third Aladdin movie? Oh, There's only one, really. Come on. It's so good. King of Thieves. That's Aladdin's dad. Robin so, Williams comes it? back as the genie. No, I, I, I don't know this. Oh, I will have to bring it <laughs> over for you to watch. It is Wait, on VHS. Movies? There's three movies. <laughs> oh, what? I have it on VHS. If you we gotta go on Disney Plus. It's it's very. It's, I don't think it's on Disney Plus. Is it, it is. It's it is? hard to find. See, that's the thing is Disney has all these older like older films from like the 90s and 2000s, but they don't have them on their featured list. So you have to search. You for have them. to search for them manually, uh, or you have to go to A to Z, and you're like. Well, it's Aladdin, at least, so it should be at the top. Yeah, it's at the top, at least. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, Return of Jafar, which the second one is... Aladdin, is that two L's rough. or two D's? Or two L's and two D's? Two D's. Two D's. It's, it's right there. I don't know if you saw it. Okay. <laughs> I never know how to spell that. It's on know? the box. Aladdin. When, when, I'm, when I'm writing my emails about Aladdin, yeah. <laughs> I, I never know emails. how to spell Yeah, when I'm Aladdin writing my reviews <laughs> so on, while we're on doing Rotten the, Tomatoes. The, the, the TPC report, let's talk about Aladdin, shall we? <laughs> when in doubt, it's always 2Ds. And so you had, you had, you, you had this, you had this game, you had this game, um, and uh, you finally completed it. Just got the manual. Today. Yes. Actually, yeah. like 30 minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, we always love complete games. The little guy always loves, oh, com- it's not complete. I need it complete. I love hearing that from a seven. Now you got two copies of Aladdin and Pro Wrestling. Yes. No, <laughs> well, Sal has his own collection that we're starting. <laughs> I did my half. Yeah. We're going to get a, We're going to get a shelf for him, and he's going to start to to build that collection, right? Oh, um, can we get the shelf from, um, from, uh, um, yeah. home? Not Home Goods. Um, Hobby Lobby? No, Home Depot? Home Depot, yes. Uh, No, Home Depot is the product of the devil. We're going to go to Lowe's. Why? What's wrong with it? Oh, I don't know. Uh, Home Depot hates everything that's good. So we're going to not go to Home Depot. We're going to go to Lowe's. (laughs) Because Lowe's is blue, and blue means royalty, and royalty means goodness. What is orange? I have no idea what I'm saying. No, orange (laughs) is Halloween. Yeah, it's all Halloween. It's all it's all demons and ghouls. Yeah, wood, you know, <laughs> <laughs> wooden screws and Dewalt power tools and Milwaukee screws drills. And yeah. bolts, bolts are Frankenstein. Right? All right, go on, get out of here. Ah! We'll see you later. Bye bye. Oh, what is he two? Oh uh, no, he's seven. Don't you know the age of your own kid? <laughs> I'll take that as number two. <laughs> All right. See ya. All right, now let's talk about fucking. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Gonna have to cut that out. Well, number two is correct because he is kind of a little poop. But anywho, uh, anything else, Ryan, that you're playing? Um, yeah. So, uh, I mean, besides the two obvious ones, I just restarted Dragon Quest Builders. I heard a lot of good stuff about that. That when was Dragon Quest Builders. It, it's it basically almost like uh, their Square's take on 
um, like Minecraft in a way. But, kind of, but, but, but you still of, maintain the RPG elements right, to a degree, which I kind of like. I, oh yeah, it's because I can't stand Minecraft. I can't stand. Minecraft. I can understand that. I can understand that. Um, I was the same way, and then I was like, <laughs> you know, I'll give this a shot, and yeah. then I was like. You got hooked. It's 14 hours in. What 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 have I done with my life? Anyways. I built a box. <laughs> and I put a door on it. Well, it doesn't help that like what I'm going to school for is structures and building. And I'm like, oh, I can build anything, you say. And I'm just like... <sighs> just see how far I can dig down. Look, look at this structure. Oh, my God. So many trashes on this. Just oh. <laughs> like in the corner freaking but then you fall. But then you fall down the hole, and then you can't get out. You're jumping, and you can't get out of the yeah, hole. Yeah, you got to, like, dig your own make little steps. There's tricks. There's tricks to the trade here. Mm-hmm. But uh, anyways, with Dragon Ghost Builders, it's pretty cool because uh, the way the game functions is so you start off, and there's, there's levels, which are basically predetermined worlds, and you're trying to save these worlds from the darkness or the dark dragon lord. And the way you do that is by building. So the game actually mm. rewards you for building and not from grinding, which is kind of cool. So normally mm. with Dragon Quest, the more enemies you kill, the higher level goes. Not yep. so with builders. The only way you level up your character is by leveling up your little town or base that you live in. Mm-hmm. So the the more, you know, the better the rooms are, the more decorated they are, the more you know safe your villagers are, things like that. You're rewarded for that with buffs to your character so you can get better armor, better weapons. Now, what's a buff? I hear this term... Is that just like a perk? Power up. A power up? So, yeah, buffing, anything that increases the I mean, because normally what I know of buffing is not something we really want to talk about on the podcast. A- anything that increases the stats of your character. Okay. What kind of buffing are you talking about? Hmm? What kind of buffing are you talking about? I don't know. Isn't, isn't you know, buff, you know, you got to, the buff riders, right? I, I'm I don't, so I don't lost. know that movie. Why, <laughs> where's that on? What streaming service is that on? <laughs> Uh, you're talking about buffing and waxing like your car? Like when you got to buff out a disc? I don't know what kind of buffing you're doing. I mean, let's talk about Buff Bagwell. The stuff. The, the Rough Riders. It was, it was rough say, Riders. It was used to say, you ain't the Rough Riders, you're the Buff Riders. Oh. <laughs> I don't remember that. Was you don't that remember a, that? Is that a skit on like Ride or Die know, Volume 1? Somebody was making fun of him, I think. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's great. I have no idea who we're talking about. <laughs> even better i kind of don't i just know it sounds dirty <laughs> rough riders volume one ride or die the locks chic luch jadicus no dragon words dmx i i know the last all right, one there we go <laughs> <laughs> we got him. i know he yells a lot that's, that's all i got for you oh i love that lost in translation type of a thing you might as well be a 14 year old asian girl talking to him Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Where are we? Uh, we were talking about Dragon Quest Dragon Builders. Quest Builder. We're talking about Minecraft. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> then we got into buffing and and DMX <laughs> and the buff riders, whatever that means. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, isn't what, that what a train what, does when it, when one train goes up against another train, it like buffs up. You talking about running train? <laughs> <laughs> like you remember in like Thomas the, the Tank Engine, and it's like he's like, hey, don't buff up on me, <laughs> Thomas. No, I know what drafting is <laughs> like in racing, Thomas. 
This isn't the time nor the place. Yeah, it's like it's like Edward buffed up behind Thomas so they can, they can get more power so they could push the carts and go up the hill. Help. <laughs> For so long, I never heard this reference. So what's the next game you got? <laughs> we're not in pickups yet. Well, can we get there? <laughs> I don't know. We were talking about train yards now. <laughs> what is it called when one train gets behind the other train and helps to push it? I'm not a conductor. I don't know these things. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's not called buffing. My expertise is in games, not trains. All right. Talk about your Dragon Quest nonsense, and then I'm going to look this up here. Because <laughs> this is vital. Information. This is really important. Uh, okay. What's uh, it called when two trains... <laughs> I can't. It's, so it's, called, right now. it's called edging. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. So. Thank God you didn't say docking. I was gonna like uh, take it to a whole other area. I was like, oh dear God, where are we going? Docking. D- don't Google that, please. Please don't Google that. Wait, so okay. What, what was the game you're playing? Anyways, Dragon Quest Builders. Oh, so you've uh, already played through the game already? No, I. So I started it on my Switch, and I got, I think, to the third world. And then, is it a game that ends, or is it just like Minecraft? Where it, it, just it does kinda, end, so it, oh. it actually has a story, and you just work your way through the levels. Um, but my switch, I murdered it. Um, like tr- it doesn't work. So I tried to replace the light because I was a light originally, like the backlight. No, I, the switch light, the smaller one, the handheld. Oh, only. switch light. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. So okay. I tried to fix the the drift on the left analog or the right analog stick. Yeah. And when I put it back together, the screen didn't turn on. <laughs> so you really blew it. <laughs> so it's just sitting now. So I bought a regular switch. So I had to, re- and then I was like, well, I'm already getting Dragon Quest Eleven on PS4. I know a guy who could probably fix it. Okay. So I already mm-hmm. switched everything over to PS4. So I started it on that. And I've just been playing through that, and I just finished the first world the other day. It's very fun. So I didn't even—I didn't even know that game existed. I'm not, I'm not up. I'm not up came, on that. It came up. It came out like nine, seven years ago, something like that. Eight years ago. It was an early, early PS4, PS4 game, yeah. right? Oh, it was a PS4 and it got game. a very, very small print run on Switch. Oh, all right. But I'm not yeah. like up on like mm. like the PS4 Switch. And... The Switch version of one is around fifty bucks used still. And, and that came mm. out when? And the second like, one. Two years ago. Uh, yeah, and the second one, which came out recently, is down to like forty already, which is crazy to me. So the mm. first game is actually worth more. Um, but yeah, regardless, it's it's a really fun series. It's pretty cool, and if you don't like Minecraft but you still want to have like the RPG with the building elements, it's really good. Hmm. So like a happy medium between an RPG mm. and that building. Yeah, because the the just the con like the building thing of like making all these structures and. It's See, just, I love that stuff. Not for you. For, this is why my friends don't play right. me in Age of Empires, because I'll spend my entire time working on the economy and the building, mm. and then they'll send a whole <laughs> army at me and like, Ryan, I've only gotten through layers two of, of 12 of your wall. This is really annoying. And I'm like, well, you're chasing waterfalls. It's not my problem, because I don't want no scrubs. Wow. Look at, listen, so you're, you, are you a big SimCity fan? Uh, weirdly, no. I don't like SimCity. I don't know why. You had to be there. Get this guy off the podcast. Yeah, no, because you had Cause, to be there. Because I played? had SimCity 2000 as a kid. Yeah. And, like, I tried it, and I was just like, it wasn't as, and maybe it's because I was spoiled, because I had, at that point, we had a, like, we didn't, ha- we didn't game as much on consoles. We did it on PC in, like, the mid-90s. So. You're one of those, huh? Yeah, so we, well, mm. it's just what my parents could afford at the time and what we had, so, because my dad needed a computer for work, so that's what we had. Um, and gotcha. I remember we were playing, like, you know old you know civilization sims so like sim mm. 2 and stuff so like i was more into that so that's kind of why gotcha we played sim city at school 
It was above. It was above my pay grade in middle school. They had it on the computers there. We played that a lot. We'd all be like three of us. Would, one person would play. No, no, no. Put it. Put the, put the train tracks there. Yeah. And then do that. And we just half the time is just be like, all right, how do we destroy the the city? <laughs> <laughs> like have like a tornado come through and just wipe out the whole town. Yeah, it's like you should, that should be right up your alley. You should try it out again. Mm, I'm gonna have to. I do Go have it still it. for PS One. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the last the last PS One for you got it with the mouse. Does it work with the mouse? It does. That yeah. would be the way to do it. Get it on the Super or you, Nintendo, or you could just play it on your on your PC. I would say yeah, it's like two dollars on Steam, I think. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the last game I've been playing is uh, I actually played it in preparation for the episode was Cruise and Blast on the Switch. Nice, and we'll talk about that. I think that's kind of a extremely good game, full circle type of a thing as we talk about Cruise in USA and you know some of its legacy. So, well, let's get into uh, uh, our pickups um, as briskly as we can. Um, I'll probably go first if that's okay. Just go through some of the stuff that I got. I guess. Which is, if that's okay with you guys. I mean, it's me, not, but I'm going to let it happen. Let me pull out this fat stack back here. Pause. This is about to fall over. Oh my gosh. Marona me. Yeah, so. A couple of things. A couple of things. I've been doing some work. Uh, the first game here, it's loose. I know. Do not give me any kind of flack for it, okay? Damn loose, really? It's it's Golden <laughs> Axe Warrior. Now it doesn't matter that I show you because all these Master System games are maroon. <laughs> you think it's Golden Axe Warrior until you put it in. <laughs> I put it in. I tried it out. Actually, Ryan tried it out at the store before I bought it from him. Oh. Um. But yeah, this is the this is the collusion. Ze- this is the Zelda clone. This is the Zelda clone from uh, from Sega that they put out unabashedly in 1991, which is interesting because 91 huh. to come out with this game when the Genesis was on fire. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't they just port this up? <laughs> just boost it up to the yeah, Genesis. Just, just boost it up to the Genesis and make it, you know, not sure. Make it like a like a Zelda game on Genesis because it would have had way more capture in terms of. Sales potential. No one was. Playing the only it. thing I can think is is just probably where it was distributed, maybe. Because the, there's, a, there's well, a, yeah, the Master System had much more draw in South right. America and Europe, so right. maybe because the Nintendo didn't have the pull there with Zelda, they thought, hey, we can monopolize on this down there. That That's probably sense. why it's so rare up here because <clears throat> we didn't, they didn't. Yeah, the the so the Master System boxes that were sold in America have it's just the basically like the generic box that has a new UPC tag on the back on, mm-hmm. on the plastic. Mm-hmm. That's all it is, is. It just has another... It goes over the original one. Yeah. that like, I think Sonic the Hedgehog is the same way. Yeah, because that was a Canadian release? I think so. Yeah. So it, it just, it, you know, to know it's an American... <laughs> but at this point, we don't know what carts belong to which cases because of how much time has gone by. So mm-hmm. you could be buying... The case is an American, but you don't know what... But at this point, it doesn't really matter. If I can get my hands on, on a case, you know, in manual, hopefully... But that's going to be a whole other challenge. But I, that's why I always say, like, if you really love a game or you really want a game, uh, for whatever reason, and you have to get a cart to start out, guys, these games are not really going down in price. <laughs> Buy it. You can always sell it down the line. What? What's funny? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing's funny. Well, you're laughing, so I mean, I wasn't. It t- tells me that you're. I wasn't, sir. I hear you. Uh-huh. We'll roll back the tape. Ha-ha-ing over there. I hear you. Um, case in point. Here's my copy. Stinger and just got the uh, got the cover for it. I've owned this for probably twenty years. I just haven't owned it with the uh, with the cover. It actually came with this Blue Stinger. Uh, I don't know if this is a GameStop size medium. I don't know cover, but I kept I held on to it. Yeah, 
Yeah, rating M. <laughs> but you know, Blue Stinger. If you don't know about it, check it out. It's a it's it's Resident Evil for for the Dreamcast essentially, and really strange because it's at Christmas time and there's the weird <laughs> pen pen tri salon characters involved. It's really strange. Huh. Um, this game I picked up just a couple of days ago, and it's funny. Like there was a lot of stuff that <clears throat> when I moved I lost through the transition. And that was about 11 years ago. One of them was this game, and I only had it loose, but I knew how special it was back then. Um, it's wasting away in the attic. It's probably wasting away in the <laughs> attic at, at, yeah, at the Mata residence. But I was able to find this thing complete. It was a little pricey, but it was actually cheap for the the uh, you know the condition that it's in and, and just in general. But it's the uh, very limited uh, Silent Bomber for PlayStation 1. And, and as you guys know, I'm not a huge PlayStation mm-hmm. 1 guy, but there's some choice experiences on the PS1 that I, I just have to have. And I can remember when I saw this game on a kiosk in whatever it was, 1999, 2000. Then they put that game on a kiosk? They had this on a kiosk at... Um, Sears? No, at Babbage's, actually. So this was... I played this on a kiosk in 99 before the Dreamcast came out because in, in our mall... Um, GameStop got started right when the Dreamcast came out. Buckland Mall? Buckland Mall, which was, you know, probably August, September of of 99 is when they moved upstairs from downstairs. Mm. And I distinctly remember this play, playing this downstairs when it was still Babbage's. So, um, was the, that the, the Babbage's that was like really small? Yeah, it was kind of like in a corner. It was, it was below the food court. Yes, yeah. and it had like the blinds that come down that were, yeah. were on both sides. Yeah, it was like across from Hanush Jewelers. <laughs> I just it was below yeah. the food court. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I just. You know. Oh wait, no wait. I don't think it was. I don't know. It was. It was down. It was. It was in front of. I. I will, all right. Now that I'm thinking about, it, I think it was in front of J.C. Penny. Like the entrance to J.C. Penny, and it was a small <clears throat> little thing right kind here. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It was on the bottom floor of the mall. No, it's important. But, I mean, you look at this game. It's by Bandai, and the back just says, old school run-and-gun action, stealth-like tactics. I know, it doesn't really like... Mission-based <laughs> gameplay, over 26 missions. It doesn't tell you a whole lot. So, I wouldn't have known about this game. Like, I found out about Tenchu on that on that kiosk. I found out about Legacy of Kane Soul Reaver on that kiosk. I remember when the manager was showing me, he's like, you got to look at the graphics on the Dreamcast, and you yeah. see Raziel, and his head's going up, and you see the thing stretching with him where it wasn't doing that on PS1. Yeah, yeah. And so the kiosk was a way to get a lot of information about mm-hmm. what games were coming out and be able to actually see them because all we had was magazines. Mm-hmm. So I saw this game and I was like, that is awesome. When I get some money, I'm going to buy it. And I ended up finding it loose probably at the uh, at the GameStop that was the Funko Land, which is where all the used games were. And uh, I had it for the longest time, but then I, I lost it. So this is kind of like now come, you pay the price coming full circle. Yeah, well, you know, it is what it is. It's and it's a, it's a absolutely pristine copy. There's a little crack in the case, but other than that, like all the all the art is just. It almost looks like they hid it away in like a safe somewhere for twenty years and then pulled it out and sold it. So yeah. not a bad strategy to build wealth, actually. You know, just buy video games, <laughs> put them in a vault, and just wait twenty years. Um. Next game, so I bought a lot online. Well, actually, it was a bunch of things that were loose that uh, that I ended up finding. And uh, this uh, this gentleman named Jeff from Ohio um, sold me a bunch of stuff and actually threw in his original model 
Sega Genesis as well, like pre like TMSS. So like it doesn't actually have the, the splash screen come oh, up. Oh wow! So you can play like Double Dragon without any issues or whatever. There's some games that only work I think on that system. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just kind of a cool piece of history. I thought we and, de- I thought we like debunked that the last time when you said that, and I was like, eh, it, it doesn't sound right. I don't think so. It 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 seems to work fine whether you as long as it says high definition graphics that has the best hardware in it it doesn't matter if it's the one that that jeff sent us or what but people like to think that almost like the ps1 like the original ps1 that has the yellow white and red which i think that is true it's right yeah that audio the audio is the best best. audio equipment but the cd drive is crap well it's like plat it's like plastic the the casing is plastic the control arm and um the can you get that replaced? You can. It's 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 not too bad because the nice thing with the PS One is because the CD drive's not like it's not like the PS Two where it, it's like it's you know its own housing. It literally is just on three little copper pegs on the board. And you can just pop it out, put the put new it. one on. So I should do that. Yeah, I might have to have your boy out there. And is it Ohio as well? What? Where's no, it? no, or Pennsylvania. 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 Yeah. Um, so anyways, the game in, you're like, really? Don't you guys talk about this game all the time? Yes, but I don't own it actually in its physical form. I own it in the six pack, which you should have if you have a Genesis, get a six pack. Um, but that's Golden Axe, uh, complete in the box. This is one you, I mean, it's got to have it. I mean, this is a game I grew up with. It was one of the first games I saw in Genesis and, you know, made me a, one of the things that made me a Sega head was this game right here. Um couple of pickups over at retro games plus get all your games <laughs> well not all of them at retro games that's what you said the last podcast or two podcasts ago when you kept interrupting us as we were talking you only, you only get one promo that's it all right that's it he's not budging he is not budging uh this uh it looks like a genesis game but it in fact not is not a genesis game this is a master system game called bomber raid which is ready the sequel to river raid on the atari 2600 did you know that no. <laughs> Nobody knows. Uh, that. Not as good. <laughs> All that time. Not as good. <laughs> and they couldn't make it better than a 2600 game? Not as good as River Raid. It is actually one of the games that even if you play it on a Genesis with a power base converter, you need a Master System controller to play it. Um, there were only a select number of these Master System cases that came in different colors. Generally, they were by other studios. Um, like Rampage is the other one, and mm-hmm. then you know this one's Black Cyborg Hunter is another one that's I think is uh, is black. Yeah. Um, but you know it's it's fine. It's not great. It exists. I want it. I got it. <laughs> um, this game is really cool. I, when I saw you guys had this in the case, I was like, that's one I I kind of I kind of you know it's more of a want than a need, but you know it's in my collection now, and that's Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, the Master System version. Everybody always talks about the Genesis version, but what's interesting about some of these later Master System releases is like 90, 91, is, is you look at Dick Tracy, you look at Michael Jackson's Moonwalker, there were some games that came out around that time that they actually made really, really good ports to the Master System. You almost have to look twice to see, oh, oh this isn't a Genesis game. Oh, yeah, no, I remember when we plugged it in, I was just like, wow, this looks... Like a Genesis game. Yeah, the music even... is good, mm-hmm. and it, you know it, it's it's a competent game. It doesn't have the kids saying Michael, you know, or, or that kind of thing. It doesn't have bu- doesn't have bubbles in it, you know, pointing you mm-hmm. to the end. But <laughs> oh, um, bubbles. It's typically a good thing when there's not little kids saying Michael. 
But I mean, you know. Well, you know, that's a whole other. That's a whole, that's, a, that's an easy topic to get. Everybody love little monkey. Got the I love the art too. Little like monkey. That that art with the uh, you know with the rainbow effect and Michael's face. Like, like that's a pretty good. Like that would be cool as like a poster. Oh, that's that is probably one of the you best know? Master System covers they've done. Yeah. Have you played it? Have you Very played colorful. that one? Yeah, played it. It's awesome. I kind of want to. I'm I'm intrigued. I kind of want to play it. We should try it. Try it out. We should play it. Well, and we can now because I was able to finally pick. Remember I was asking you about this? Mm -hmm. I picked up a DB Electronics Stone Age Gamer Power Base Mini, which allows us to play the Master System games on a Genesis 2, which is my choice setup, is a 32X with the Genesis 2 VA4, if you can do it. And the Model 2 Sega, Sega now can CD. You, can you slap that into the 32X? You cannot, and I don't even have enough height to get into there. So <laughs> I just removed the 32X and put it on put it on there and then put the 32X back when I want, when I want to play. Uh, let's be honest, NBA Jam TE is the only game I want to play with the 32X. Um, but this thing is fantastic. It snaps. The cartridges just snap right in, um, and it works flawlessly i mean it works great you know it, it comes in this really cool like uh disney cartoon vhs case which is really cool yeah they do the same thing for the um ever and the yeah the jaguar one they put out but you know i've got a power base converter but it doesn't work on a genesis 2 because i'd have to basically cut off a piece of the power base converter to make the audio plug work or the, yeah. the av plug work so this is uh, a way i don't have to destroy that and you know, just a great way where they're kind of creating new things for old systems. And this has been around for, I think, five, six years. Yeah. I mean, this has been around for a while. This isn't the FM one. There is also one that plays the FM music from the Master System games because most of the games that were released still had that in there, even though it was only in uh, Japan that they, they produced that, which makes it's interesting. Like, Japan was one of the worst markets for the Master System, but yet they made the FM modulator or whatever for that market when you could have done it for these other places that had way more capture but so does the genesis controller not work with all the games because why does it have there's only like four or five games it doesn't work with monster land uh wonder boy and monster land bomber they didn't make raid and uh alien syndrome i think are the only they haven't made like a converter to like put your master system controller into the genesis like a cord converter or something like that no, you can put a master system controller. Yeah, oh, same oh. Uh, pin. Same pin. Oh, okay. Same so pin. why does it? Why does it have a, a pause button on it? So the master system controller doesn't have a pause button. Oh, that's right. It's on the system. It's right? on the system, so oh, they actually yeah. have a pause button on the on the cart. That's right. I forgot. Yeah. Although I don't know if I'd ever want to press that because it could dislodge the yeah. the game into the system, and then 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 you get. <laughs> nah, I don't think it would. Well, how else are you going to pause it? I've I've read that. You know, it works really well, but I, I don't know. I just, I kind of don't want to, don't want to test it. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I will. Yeah. But uh, anyway, so that, that's going to open up our possibilities. That's why, that's how we were able to play pro wrestling, you know, and, and have that experience with the little guys. So this was an interesting one. So I was in a GameStop and they have this case that has a bunch of just weird kind of eclectic, weird GameStop-y stuff in, in it. <laughs> GameStop-y stuff. If that makes any sense. <laughs> and so I see this case i can clearly tell it looks like a genesis case and it's even got the red stripe and i'm like okay and i was like huh yeah i was like huh you know and I, and I told him to open the case and he was like huh this guy's really interested and then you know he put the key in and he was like huh it's actually you know working no uh, <laughs> it's a running it's a running joke between me and him anyways 
there was this game behind there. It ended up being a Genesis um, homebrew game. And it's a game that is actually on the Evercade versus on the Mega VS Studios. Uh, it's an awesome game. Uh, I really enjoyed playing this. It's called Old Towers. Old Towers for the Sega Genesis slash Mega Drive by Mega Cat Studios. Um, the one thing that hits me about this game is the music is just phenomenal. Have you heard it? No, I have not. Would you say the music is is, is pretty rad in this? <laughs> I guess that was the if that's the word I had. It's a it's funny because it. it's like a puzzle game, and I really don't usually dig on puzzle games. But this has got sort of like your character moving through each part, and there's something oddly like platformy about it. Mm. So I was I, I was like, yeah, yes. I mean, I actually didn't even. I looked at the back, and I'm like, yes, I'll buy it. <laughs> um, yeah, it was like thirty bucks, right? Or something like well, that. and I had a five dollar coupon because I'm a you know I'm a I'm a platinum plus GameStop mm-hmm, member mm-hmm. now. And uh, so I got it for 25 and I am not disappointed whatsoever. And Trent and I were playing one night the other day, and we got to the second to last level. We didn't know it. We're on we, level 24. We, we, didn't, we didn't even know. We were like, <laughs> oh, we're, no. you know, yeah. But so, I mean, it's kind of short, you know, for it's kind of short because, like, you could technically play through it. And I just think it's so cool to be able to buy a new game for an old system like that. And I know that that stuff's happening all the time now, but I don't know. I've never really bought. Because I always miss the window that you got these retro releases, and yeah. it's like you got to be there right, you know, it's got to be like you say, it's got to be right here, you know, it's you like pre-order 12 a.m. to be able to, you know, I gotta click on it. I got my four windows open, I got the algorithm running. Like, I got a, I got a kid, I got a, I got, a, I, got a, I got a career, I got a wife, I got to take care of. Boo, boo, boo. Why do I sound like that? Huh? <laughs> four windows open, and you have access to all of the things. Well, you, you do a good job of making fun of that guy. You that's, know true. That's, that's, what, true. That, that's I'm not saying you're that guy. I can be. Are it's you okay. that guy? Sometimes. Okay. There's new Lego sets coming out. I will probably be that guy. <laughs> I got to pre-order them. Oh, so you're like my seven-year-old. Dad, when are we gonna get the Sonic one? It makes noises. I have the Sonic Lego set. You can get the Nintendo one. Some adult, damn it. Get the Nintendo one for like $250. (laughs) Really? Yeah, like the NES. It's it's like an old school CRT TV. Is it $250? Is it really $250? It's $230, but it's pretty cool. my bad. It's pretty cool. (laughs) Sorry. It's pretty cool. Plus tax, sir. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, you know? I don't know. $250? It's a bit much. I mean, I spent... I'm not going to say it's just going to embarrass myself. <laughs> well, we obviously know it's more than $250. It's like four, but we're not going to go into that, you know? I'm fine. I'm fine. It's all good. Yeah. All right. So the last pickups that I got. Oh, the last? Yes. <laughs> it's only been a week. <laughs> look, at, look at the smile on my face. You see how happy I am? <laughs> this is it. This it's is all jovial. I have. So these are games. I know you have these games. Mm-hmm. Um, so... One and one of the Evercade companies that that makes games is Sikio, right? Don't they make them, or is it Pico? It's Pico. Oh, not Pico. Yeah, not. Well, yeah. Sikio is a, is a uh, uh, developer that got you know started in the early '90s, and they made a lot of classic shooters. One of which that I've wanted on my Dreamcast for the longest time is Gunbird Two, and that game just keeps going up and up and up and up and up, mm-hmm. and you can't even play it on. You know, with any kind of VGA adapter because it requires just a regular, you know, regular 240p. So you can't really get it to work. So I, I'm not, I'm not really sure how I'm going to be able to enjoy that game. But it's a Sikio game, Ooh. and they have the Sikio Shooting Stars Alpha and Bravo sets, and these are the I'm guessing the deluxe sets um, of the games. So th- that's the, the only release of them. 
Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. Do you have the the, the, the full box sets? Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know if they're producing anymore. It's like the same kind of deal. Where... Um, they might be. And I, so the company that releases them, NIS America, does a lot of the more oddball stuff, typically. Uh, they primarily do Japanese. Really cool. Or, it comes with like a poster. Yeah, with... no, they do really good releases. Um, they typically just do print runs. So as demand goes up, they'll be like, oh, if there's enough demand, they'll do another print of it usually. Okay. So I know they just reprinted Bravo like last year again. Bra- Bravo is, is awesome. Because that's the, the one with. The um, one I spent the most time with. Yeah. It has Gunbird 2. The really cool thing about this is they also allow the tape mode. So you can actually, if you were crazy enough and you wanted to take your LCD widescreen and turn it sideways, you could play it Ooh. in its original aspect ratio in full mm-hmm. screen, yep. which is awesome. And, um, you know, the little guy and I have been playing some uh, some Gunbird and also some uh, some Ten Guy. Go ahead. All right. And, uh, and Samurai Aces, <laughs> and we've had an unbelievable blast. I mean, these games are hard as balls. Oh, but, yeah. But they're still, like, a ton of fun to get through. Oh, they're so. they're fantastic games. It's funny because... And the pick- Strikers is the big one on the Alpha series. Yeah. You picked up one of them at the store, and the right. guy that traded him in, and I don't mean to mock people, but... Okay, go ahead. I'll, I'll mock. Go but ahead, his whole you, thing you was, say it, and then I'll mock after. He, he was like, well, you know, there's a slight, slight lag when you push the button, <laughs> and, it's, and it's like four milliseconds off. I'm like, okay. I didn't notice that at all. And I played on, a, I played on a really crappy LCD TV... The one that's in my living room, which I don't even know what the lag time is yeah. on that TV. I've played it. On, I, I played it on our our Dynex specials at oh, work, and it was <laughs> fine. That's Dynex. The, that's the Best Buy, right? Dynex. I, don't even, I thought Insignio. No, that's was. Insignio. I don't know. No, but I think they sell they, maybe like older. Maybe it was Dynex sell, before. Uh, damn Dynex. I don't know. It's Solid. an old TV, but it works fine. <laughs> um, I'm sure. I'm sure if you're a shooter like Die Hard, maybe you're like frame specific on stuff. I'm not. If I'm having fun, it's all that matters. Well, a lot and of it depends on the TV you're using, too, though. That's true. But, I mean, I think, at least from the TVs, because I've used it on a b- bunch of different ones, and these games all So, I great. just can't play these anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was... Uh, do, you, do you enjoy, like, these series? Oh, I, every, every single one on the Psycheo sets have, have been great. They're not all equal. Like, there's some that are obviously much more polished. I, think, I, I like Bravo more than Alpha, but I still love them as a set. Oh, yeah. For, for, what, for what you're getting, for the price, it's absolutely worth it. I think when they retail from NIS, they're, like, 60 bucks, which is... Amazing not, for what you're getting. Gunbird Two is 150 dollars at its cheap point. Yeah, complete on its own. I mean, just the fact that you're getting, you know, what six games in each set on top of the fact you're getting some the of nice, them that never were released on on, on cartridge or, yeah. or CD, and you're getting them in, you know, a good well, they're good arcade, ratio. They're you're getting them with all the, you know, the cool stuff that they give you with the set. You get the postcards and the the you know posters and everything and the soundtrack it's it's just mm-hmm. nis does a very good job with their releases and these are probably some of the best ones they've done got it yeah. what were you saying uh, were those arcade games all of those uh well all i of mean them, the ones that all of them were at one point mm-hmm. oh, wow. some of yeah. them were translated to console like you know gunbird oh, i have yeah, on yeah. saturn gunbird 2 yeah. psycho does a lot Dreamcast. more in japan with their arcade stuff so like there's there's not a lot of cabinets you see in the states for these games, typically, it's mostly J- Japan only. Not a lot of cabinets you see in the states at all mm-hmm. anymore. Touche, yeah. Because of one particular game that's kind of taken over the Dave and Buster's, which we're going to talk about in a little bit. It's very good. It's taken over. Ryan, what do you got, man? What do you got to share with the? I was going to let the community Trenton go with the community. Oh, Trenton. Trenton, what do you got over there? Let's get some pretty cool stuff over there. Um, I have a hidden gem. 
Ooh. It's only hidden because I didn't know it existed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> is it a gem? Is it a gem or hidden or both or none? Well, you know how it's a gem is when they put on the price sticker oddity. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we don't know what this is. No, they thought it was for the Odyssey. That's why they, they misspelled it. <laughs> They're like, we don't even know what this is. So it's just whatever. We're just going to put a price tag on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and that is because you actually at the, what was it, um, Level Le- up? Level 1 Games level one um, games. over in, in Danbury, Connecticut, uh, I was Danbury actually, Fair Mall. I was actually on the phone with you when you were looking at it. Like, oh, they got a Lynx game. You're like, European Soccer Challenge? And I was on like eBay, and I couldn't even find anything on it. Hmm. And I had to Google it. And I By just, the way, for anybody who doesn't know, Trenton is now the owner of a Lynx, and he's trying to get potentially a full Lynx set, I would imagine. Yeah, at some point. So, so we picked this European Soccer Challenge. I think it's... I don't know if it's the original seal or There's not. There's a man on the front cover with a mustache alone. <laughs> mm, yes, that tells yes, you yes. all that you need to know. Um, so I'm actually going to open it right now. Ooh! Oh, 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 we're getting it on we're, we're cracking. I mean, it has wow. the Atari seal of quality on it, so it has to be legit. Fail you! So it has um, to be legitly bad. No. Yeah. But it's telegame, so I'm assuming this oh, is... No. Uh, it's going to be an, an Amiga uh, release that yeah. they transformed well, into Well, I mean, telegame is known for putting out... They put out games for the Lynx like after the Lynx was like dead, and they said same thing with like the Jaguar. So I don't know if this really counts as like an official release. Well, towards, it's funny like, as, the- as you're pulling that open. Um, me and my my buddy Chris Giroir, um back at uh, Horace W. Porter uh, School in seventh grade, we're looking up a list of telegames Atari twenty six hundred releases that we could purchase brand new. All of them were nine ninety nine or nineteen ninety nine. All the way through, and most of them were like nine nine ninety nine, mm-hmm. but they were brand new releases, and it was Telegames that was selling them. This is probably in nineteen ninety seven. Yeah, ninety six. Oh wow! Yeah. I was gonna say that would explain. We get a lot of those twenty six hundred carts at the store. And it says like tele- it has the Telegames. Yeah, it'll thing say Telegames, it. and sometimes it's not. It's not just one game. Sometimes they'll put like two on the cart somehow and yeah. stuff. So yep. Yeah. So it looks to be. Uh, we got the fresh, the fresh cart. Nice. Yeah, nineteen ninety three. So that had to be like after I was a wee lad. Um, mm. after the Lynx, I mean, I don't think, I mean, four years after the Lynx came out, I don't Lynx even know. Lynx was 89? They, yeah, uh-huh. I believe so. So I don't a think. 16-bit handheld in 1989. Uh, let's see what else we got in here. There's more than a manual. Mm. Is there an order form, a telegames order form? Oh, uh, I think it might be, actually. <laughs> that's a pretty, it's a pretty stacked manual. Yeah, because they made, uh, they did Off-Road, Double Dragon, there's, uh, yeah, they put out like a bunch of yeah, see this off road, off road, desert strike. Mm-hmm. Yeah, these are all Genesis games. Double Dragon, like that's that's a really expensive one. Uh, yeah, so I don't know if it really counts towards the uh, the whole list, but I mean, it's cool. Twenty five bucks for a literally a brand new sealed Atari. Were Lynx there any game. Were there any like listings that you saw? There's like one in it, but it's like overseas and it's, Australia, right? It's I don't it's know, like fifty like, bucks with shipping. Ugh. Yeah, like plus shipping, you know. Always like 30, um, yeah, 40 nice little shipping. nice little book you can add more to excitement with your links by getting uh, nice shelf speakers for it. Oh, yeah. you gotta get those. <laughs> you gotta get those. That was a thing. The definition I of portability. Wait, you, can, you can you can plug this into shelf speakers and then listen to the sound. Just well, yeah, just like you would like, like a headphone headphone jack. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. You can put surround sound. <laughs> no, yeah, I know that they might have. I would plug, plug it into the Denon over here. <laughs> yeah, I say I wouldn't be shocked if they made licensed ones. I know the Sega did Genesis licensed shelf speakers. That's really cool. Steve has them. They're very cool. 
And they sound pretty dang good, actually. I've been impressed with how good they sound. Well, when you think about it, I mean, Sega worked with, like, uh, Yamaha, you know, mm-hmm. for their sound chips. So, yeah. Yeah, Yamaha's a really good sound company. You yeah, know, was, was especially back then. So, they could have been rebranded Yamaha speakers or True. something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, so they, they put, like, a decent amount of games out. I mean, there's eight right here. Those might have been all the games they put out. So, there's, I think they're technically, like, aftermarket yeah. games. I say, that's pretty, say, that's pretty full cool. Color. It's all full color and everything. Yeah, I mean, the manual's in black and white, but, yeah. Crazy Aces, or Crazy Ace looks like a, like, zany Yeah. <laughs> Pretty cool. So, did you get any more Lynx games? You haven't shown any. Uh, I, I did, but oh, I don't kicks. remember, I don't remember what I got. Mm. Um, it was either, I got Super Squeak, or you had Super Squeak, and it was in the wrong way, well, I don't remember you which way that, that one. Yeah, you mentioned oh, okay, that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, fast food. This one looks really cool. Guardi- the Guardians Storm Over Doria. It looks like a um, like a slash em up, like an overhead slash em up, almost like a, a gauntlet, but a little bit more defined. Yeah, so like the Double Dragon, they just took the um, like the it's almost like the the Genesis version. Yeah, but it's like zoomed in. You know yeah. what I mean because mm. of the resolution, resolution of the links. Yeah. So I don't know how well it plays or not. Um, so the next thing isn't exactly a pickup. It's a it's a modding of a pickup. Ooh. Which, so we had a bunch... So tell, tell everybody about your we had relationship a, that you have. We Pause. We had a few systems that uh, I had... I So, basically, through the Atari Lynx and the Jaguar, I... Uh, you know, you start... You physically start, through them. Yeah, you start... You, I joined a couple Atari Jaguar, like, fan groups on Facebook. You're, you're in it, man. You're, you're, a, <laughs> you're an Atari head. I'm talking now. about nerding out. Yeah. I'm in multiple Atari Jaguar groups on Facebook. There's, like, Atari Jaguar fans, Atari Jaguar Marketplace, Atari Age. So, actually, it's original that I'm... Uh, Atari Age is kind of, like, one of the oldest... Um, well, that's their site. And they have websites a, that yeah. actually has, like, retro content mm. from, like, way back. And they, they're still running. Yeah, they're making 2,600 games yeah, of Jaguar it's games. the one that didn't go oh, down really? yeah. the, the absolute trash shoot that Nintendo Age did, so... See, I didn't even know... Oh, there, was, was, there was a Nintendo Age site? Mm. I didn't even know that. Yeah, they were very, uh... Eh, yeah. That's another time. <laughs> yeah, but we'll just we'll just say. Yeah. So when I first started getting into the Jaguar, someone had posted they were selling their um, the Jaguar, basically like the oh, I forgot the name of it, like the Jaguar Ram cart, like the Saturn has a like a, or a, oh the, the Ram Sega expansion. CD. Yeah, so there's a Jaguar version. So I grabbed that, but so I grabbed that from him, and then we just I just kind of kept it. I was like, hey, if you ever have any other stuff that I need to buy, and then he was I don't know if he was doing modding at that point or he so then he started saying oh I'll, I repair Jaguars and then it kind of went into like I repair like pretty much everything so we got I got this Lynx on Christmas last year and I was like the first thing I want to do is get the new screen because mm. I, I got to have a crisp screen so I asked him he said he could do it it's incredible so we, so I sent him this I sent him an Xbox um, which was which was beyond repair so he couldn't fix that I sent him my PS2 he fixed that Sent him your PS4, cleared the dust out of that. Uh, we sent him your Dreamcast because he said it just needs Clo- the closed door issue. Yeah, which is just he just kind of like aired it out and then he hit the was it the Retro Bright or whatever mm. turned it back to white, which was bittersweet for me. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of gaming in that yellowing. <laughs> a lot of years in that. A lot of years in that. In fact, well, the, I still got the controller, my original controller that has the yellowing. So, you know, that's the comfort. For, speaking of Dreamcast. What is up? Can you tell me what's going on with Dreamcast controllers? Why they've gone, they've skyrocketed more well, than other stuff. Like well, I, I bought a Dreamcast controller. I know we say we talk about pre-COVID, but like 
like seven dollars like in 2019 mm-hmm. and now they're like 30 easy like for a regular one not not one of the the colored ones no i know um honestly i don't know if i was gonna make an educated guess based on like at least just the f- sales numbers yeah sales numbers and stuff it's the fact that more retro gaming in general is just massive dreamcast did not sell well so they're a pain in the butt to find in general. People destroy those controllers because the analog sticks are cabbage. And then... The it looks fa- like a little cabbage on top. And then the fact that, <laughs> you know, it, they just don't make them anymore. And there's not very many good third-party alternatives to the Dreamcast controller, at least from oh, my man. experience. All those third-party ones are terrible. I was going to ask you, is there like the Brawler? You know how they have that for yeah, 64? No, that's the thing is, I have like yet to see Dreamcast? that. I know Hyperkin announced they were going to do something with for the Dreamcast, mm-hmm. but there's no real like RetroBit... Hyperkin, none of those companies have really come out with a good replacement controller for the Dreamcast yet, and I think that's the problem, is there's is people are continually using them, they're not getting any better, they're just getting worn out and worn out, and there's just not enough new old stock or replacement stock out there. I, it's not like the VMUs, where you could still find right. new old stock VMUs for t- 10 bucks, you know? Right, you really only need one, if depending on what you're playing, but I, I, just, I, I don't understand this whole thing about wearing out controllers... I don't know. I, all my controllers. I've never, fine. I've never like, I've heard about this PS4 thing. The PS4 sticks get worn out. Um, I've had my dream, my Dreamcast launch controller for twenty three years. It still works perfectly. So I don't know what is it with people. How the, is it? Is it? Are you jamming the the, the analog stick in? So what's? I've what's never had any controller. The only break? thing, the only thing I've ever had happen is the rubber like grippy part has gotten a little worn down. But that's also after playing RPGs for eighty-five plus hours. Wait, the rubber multiples in a row. Wait, the, on well, the you Dreamcast. Just, you just buy the PlayStation controller that you can hold in one hand to play RPGs. That's well, no, I meant like so. Like the example I'm using is my Xbox One controller. I, I know. So like, those have like a very small like grips on them, and those wear out over time. But like the sticks are fine. I know a lot of people are like, oh, I have drift. I have this and the other thing. It's like my question is, you know, how are you using your controller? I feel like unfortunately a lot of these my age and younger tend to beat on their controllers a little too much and playing Madden having worked oh god throw it across Mm -hmm. the room there's a lot of that and you can always tell when they come in because the the casing's like coming apart and it's just like yeah all right, bro you threw this like that or like the fact that I don't know if if this is a trend but if every gamer since 1995 has decided hey while I'm gaming let me drink a two liter of Mountain Dew and a full bag of Cheetos and not wash my well, freaking hands we, that's what we did and just build up this crust this just fossilized human DNA that's just jammed tell them why you mad every single pore of this controller and I'm like I mean we did that all the time but our controllers were not, my controllers were never like caked up See, with anything. mine never were either as a kid. We, it was Domino's and I orange soda I don't know if just the, the concept the of washing your hands has just fallen out of fashion. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe I'm a kooky guy, but I like to wash my hands before I play Call my games. Call me crazy! I don't know. But it's just like... I just... So, you keep, you've you talked about this before, about like breaking controllers, and I just don't... I, who are these Cretan... That are no that, one's that, no, are, that are doing this. No one's going to admit I, it. I feel like these controllers are are good enough that they should last if you just tr- 
Like, you can play some hard and heavy games, but I mean, like the only I don't ex- understand. for me, the only excuse I've ever accepted, and I can understand, especially with the older stuff, which I, think, if you're I feel moving, like they made it a little bit better back like, then. Like, for example, if you're moving and you drop it by accident, like it falls off the truck, or like if you're damn if, falls off the truck, what is it just sitting by itself? Well, you know what I mean? All like, these controllers that know. are coming in are, are falling know. off trucks. Throw them in the back of the truck, Ron. <laughs> or like, for, or you forget it's on. Like you pause your game, you put it down, you forget it's on the floor, you accidentally walk over it and step on right. it. Right. Like right, but that's like one in a hundred. That's my point. Is these are very extreme, <laughs> extenuating circumstances. Whereas most of the time, it's kids just getting pissed and hucking it at the wall. Like, yeah, I was like, playing my 360 on the steps. I like, say kids <laughs> to try to day. be as as forgiving as I can. No, I, I know, know it's mostly adults. The only thing I see but, so when I go out because I'm like reselling and stuff. The only like I see a lot of 360 controllers, but the only issue I ever see is that. The ru- like the rubber is worn off on, yeah, on the joystick, but thankfully they still those work, are very you know? easy to replace. Yeah. Like that, I get. You those... can put like a new rubber on top. Oh yeah, we do that at the store. Like literally, we because almost every three sixty controller we get, the rubber's worn off. And yeah. it's like as long as the stick's fine, caps like ten cents. Unscrew it with a couple torque bits, put the new cap on, maybe clean off some dust or any hair that's in there. Yeah, there's a lot of pet hair. Please clean your pet hair. Mm. Um, but. <laughs> You know, you, you you just clean it, put it back together, and they're like brand new. Because the because the micro switches are fine usually. You know, for the bumpers and stuff that those two can wear out. Like if you hit too hard by accident, I guess maybe because yeah. it is such a small metal piece. You know. Yeah. But other than that, honestly, like that's the only thing that I've seen wear out. But I guess it, it does come with games too. So like I know the N sixty four controllers are notorious for wearing out the sticks. Yeah. Because games like Mario Party, the first one where you have that mini yeah, game you where you like yeah, spin it, yeah, it's so you gonna get the GameCube. Sticks it's gonna destroy it, you know. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I mean maybe Dreamcast with like some of the fighters because a lot of like the side left right combos you got to do for like the Hadoukens and stuff with Street Fighter and things like that in the quarter circles. Mm-hmm. Maybe over time that plastic, you know, <laughs> bushing wears out. Things can happen like that. Um, tangent, but that's mm-hmm. that's where I'm gonna go <laughs> with it. <laughs> I don't know how we got there, but I was talking about the links, and then I, I think I said someone said something about a controller, and it triggered somebody. It triggered me. <laughs> I got triggered. Oh yeah, you're like you know what controllers? What is it? Oh, because you're the Dreamcast controller. Yeah, and, you know, thirty dollars. All right, go ahead. What, what else you got? I mean, that was pretty much it. Uh, I, I, I covered covered Warlock. Uh, this isn't really. I mean, it's a it's a pickup in a way that I already had the game for a while. So there's uh, a guy on eBay, uh, Shigidi. Who just for some reason has hundreds and hundreds of uh, cover arts for Genesis Check games. Check them out. Check them out. So I got uh, like a stack of like five or six of them because I had some cartridges and uh, I just like you know I just like the OG style the solid they, the, uh, cover. Yeah, the OG style case um, and it, it gets a lot of uh, hate. Last battle, I stand by it. Boo! It's actually it, it's Boo. A, it's a it's a just it, it's generic but it's fine. It's 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 like the precursor to Altered Beast, you know. Mm-hmm. Although <laughs> it came you're out just, the same, it came out the same day. You're just like yes. you're just like holding back, but yeah. And, uh, and I, <laughs> I picked up, <laughs> yeah, it's a precursor. So and then, I, and then I picked up a manual because it was like nine bucks. He's it's actually it, like a more he, expensive he, game. He's saying it's it's like gen- metaphorically, it's he, a, it's he's a precursor. It's generic, more generic than Altered Beast. So Altered Beast is like a more evolved, better version of this game. So but, it's, it's the ballpark hot dog. Of the gaming sure. era. Cons. <laughs> yeah. Versus, you know, 
Altered Beast being your Hebrew national, slightly higher quality. <laughs> slightly <laughs> higher quality, yes. Slightly much higher quality. Well, the, but it's actually it's also, like it's it's, the, know, see, as the, it's it's going up in price as and everything. But, but this is a complete copy. But that's a sequel. So the first game is Black Belt on the Master System, which in my opinion is a much better game, and it's it follows that kung fu style, which this does as well. Yeah. You know, to be fair, I haven't played this game in twenty in twenty nine years. And I remember hating it back then, but I also, at the same time that I got exposed to this, playing Altered Beast. I got exposed to Altered Beast, Ghouls and Ghosts, Strider, Golden Axe. Like, that was Mystic Defender, all in like the same day. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No, this, was I, I the, this was the odd man out. Mm. So, if I went back and played it, I'm sure that I would get it You're a like, little bit no, more. It, you know, it's it's fine, you know. It's, it's hard when you have a launch window like that, and it's just like, there's just all these... Well, just- the- but the problem with Last Battle is not just the gameplay. It's like you have to go to this place. You got to talk to this person. Then you got to go back over here. And, and it's just the same sort of, it becomes monotonous gameplay because you're just hitting the guys and they're exploding off the screen. Yeah. But but you're like, you're kind of like slowly going through this thing. And when you're a seven year old kid or an eight year old kid and you're like, yeah. wait, I got to go back over here. <laughs> like, I got to go back over there. And it's I've like, had enough. yeah, it's like, I, I just want something that goes from level to level. Mm-hmm. And so that, that was the issue with that game when I played it. Yeah. To be fair, I'm not saying it's great, you know. Right. It's it's fine though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a complete copy because it's who like who has last battle, (laughs) right? (laughs) You know. Uh, I guess we can mention this. This is actually another one that you grabbed for me. Um, Not necessarily one I need. You're kind of into the price. You're kind of into this. I just it's something like I just this one I think is better than the first one in my opinion. It's you know it's a Sega. It's purely a, for a genre. It's, you know, it's a Sega-branded game, so I feel like, you know, I got to get all those. So, you know, it's Toji Amanero, uh Panic on Funkatron. I mean, 15 bucks, you can find a manual. Yeah. You know? Um, I've actually never played this one, so I don't know how it is. Actually, I don't think, I don't even know if I've ever played the first one. <laughs> and I have the, I got the manual from, from you for that, from, for that one, so... I don't know. Just another one that's going to go on the shelf and look pretty, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Told you I'm an Earl, you know? Pretty as it can. All right, Ryan, what do you got? I'm going to be as brief as I can. You, Whatever you can do. All right, but, so... But, but but brief, but... Explain. As thorough as you can be. Yeah. Briefness. So, um... <laughs> be as th- but thorough as you can in you your know, briefness. Brief, but thorough, you know. In your briefs. But be a living... Oxymoron. That's that's what we want. Yep. Um, but uh, so the first game I got, and all of these are pretty much, at least for the the recent stuff, is all re-releases. But it's still cool stuff. Is uh, a physical copy of Inside and Limbo. For not PS4. not normally what we cover, but you know, Yo, what? I ain't never heard of that. So they're pretty cool. Uh, they were indie games. These, uh, the, these are like some of the earliest. Right, the earliest indie games that were starting on like Xbox, yeah, live, right, yeah, on Xbox Arcade and stuff. Uh, so Inside and Limbo are done by Play Dead Studios. They're really good, um, kind of avant-garde games. Uh, they're it's a mix of they're a mix of stealth games with walking simulators. The artwork is gorgeous. They're extremely well done. Um, it's pretty cool to have this collection. It's been re-released on PS4. I believe there was a collection on Xbox 360 and PS3 as well. Uh, definitely cool games to try if you're kind of into that like stealth uh, slash walking sim game Uh, they're similar to like the newest game I can think of that's similar would be like Little Nightmares which is kind of that horror stealth game but this 
It's two games? Is that what it is? Yep. Yeah, oh. Inside and Limbo. So they're two separate uh, games, but done by the same studio in the same art style. Uh-huh. Like, 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 accoladed, like, multiple awards. Like, yeah, you they're know, extremely well-awarded games, yeah. And the second PS4 game is another re-release, and it's Okami HD. I remember this was coming out around the time that... Uh, uh, Twilight Princess was coming out. Yeah, that's on, that was on the Wii, right? Uh, it was originally it was PS2. PS2. Yeah, it's uh, a Capcom game. But it was supposed to be way better on Wii because of the yeah, motion yeah. controls. Yeah. Because you're, you're literally drawing things on the screen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it, it's uh, kind of a 3D adventure game. It utilizes that drawing control to like create different things in the world. Um, Do you use the pad on the PS4 for that? Uh. I can, you can use the pad, or you can use if you have the VR stuff. I'm pretty sure you can. Has the, oh, the, the move controller. Yeah, um, it is PS4 Pro enhanced. Ooh. So I actually just got a PS4 Pro. I obviously didn't bring that with me because it's a nightmare to carry. Wow, anyway. PS4 Pro, huh? Because I finally have a TV that can utilize the 4K and Ooh. the fact that it has the 60 frames per second, which you didn't want to go to the PS5. Uh, excuse me, sir. The I PS4 Pro has a uh, 60 so. frames per second. So <laughs> it's the definitive way to play the PlayStation 4. So it's it's pretty cool, and you know you've I've, become what you hate. <laughs> I've enjoyed to play that. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that's move on from that. Build off of that one, there, Ryan. Yeah. So that's that. Um, uh, that game is very cool. If you um, don't have a PS4, it is available on Switch as well online. It is not physical, though, unless it's... I think Japan got a physical release. We didn't because, of course... Oh, we're going to talk about the Switch soon here, man. But... And then uh, kind of going into the handheld route, Ooh. Mm. I picked up Final Fantasy Legend on the original Game Boy. Because you all can see that. It's, it's very small font. It's little. It's little, but it's, it, some good things come in small packages. Yeah, uh, it is actually not a Final Fantasy game. It is one of multiple games that was released with the Final Fantasy name in the States to help market them. It is actually the first of the Saga series from Japan. It is a JRPG. How is the Saga series? Uh, saga games are very... Very Jap- Japanese? Yeah. They're good. Uh, they're traditional JRPGs. There is grinding. There's different... Um, you have your magic systems and different items you pick up and collect, and you work through mm. the stories. Um, I would say they're very similar to the mana games, mm. um, but they're a little bit more grindy. I mean, people love the mana games. Yeah. And now going to the retro route. The PC de resistance. Sega so, Genesis. It's not even retro to us. It's just what it's it just is. It's just what it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, retro truth. to me. <laughs> truth, Trent. Um, was uh, actually I was able to get this complete and crispy thanks to Sal. Yeah, we talked about this game already, though. Uh, yeah, little Sal got his copy. <laughs> this, this one's in way better condition. Though. I was able to get Aladdin for Genesis. <laughs> I, I saw the manual and I'm like, okay, Ryan needs it. I need to get this manual because it's in such great shape. I got to hide it from the little guy because... <laughs> He said, oh, I need the manual, but I know he's probably just going to destroy it at his age. So I was like, okay, we're going to make... And then you had the other manual. Yeah. So it just worked out. Yeah. So it worked out perfectly and I was able to get that complete. One of my favorites I've played. One of, one of my favorites on Genesis. Um, continuing the Genesis route yes. is the 7-Up Mascot Cool Spot. Don't talk smack about this game. This game is fantastic. I don't care. And I had this when I was... Like, battle me, bro. I was have I had this when I was collecting Genesis. It is complete, Ooh. and uh, yes, it's a v- pretty cool platforming game. It is pretty the, cool. The animation is incredible. Um, I think it's done by Dave Perry, 
um, of shiny fame. And uh, yeah, I don't think I have. That. I don't think I have that one. I have Spot Goes to Hollywood, but that's like a totally different game. Cool Spot yeah. is better in my opinion. Like the spot isn't like the spot. I Disregard th- what happened. <laughs> <laughs> Get to edit it in post. Wardrobe <laughs> malfunction, everybody. Uh, we'll do it live. We'll do it live. Isn't uh. Because I think Spot goes to Hollywood, isn't it like the like the, isometric? Yeah, so it's like a. I, I don't. It's on the Saturn too, right? Or what's mm-hmm. the one? PlayStation it, and Saturn, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yep. But you actually yeah. found it for me on Saturday yeah, when you the went first to one uh, Providence, published by Virgin Games. Or no, uh, Crystal Crystal. They know one. their fan base. Oh, oh yeah, I, I do remember that. Mm. Yeah, cool. Actually, I don't have Cool Spot. What does that go for now? I don't even know. I think it's like fifteen bucks, twenty bucks. Oh really? Yeah, it's not a super expensive game. Nice. And then uh, the last Genesis game, and probably oh, the most shit. important one, is <laughs> yes! Zombies Ate My Neighbors. You motherfucker. We, we, so, so, I, I don't know if you listen With to the last... registration card. Oh, man. Now we're talking about $190. Is it a Konami case? Does it have the imprint on it? Yes, it does. Ooh, it's crispy. That's extra special. So, I don't know if you uh, listened to our last episode, but we decided... No, he only our... listens to the episodes he's on. He's right. <laughs> we decided that our, our game of the year that we covered... Was Zombie Ate My Neighbors. Zombies yeah. Ate My Neighbors. Yeah. <laughs> The game Which of the year. Uh, I have not played this ever, so I am excited All to right, try well, it. That's what? The, that's the end of the podcast. Which is funny because <laughs> no, it's not. Funny. We have had this cartridge. <laughs> no, it's not funny. In our Genesis kiosk at the store for six years, I could have played it at any point. Nobody bought it in six years. Well, no, the ones that are in the the Genesis cart kiosk are not for sale because we use them for the oh, demo. Oh, in the he's talking oh, about in the this, system. Yeah, in the, system in the, in the demo kiosk we use for people to, <laughs> so they can come and play. The one that you pause on your CRT TV so it burns into the screen. Okay, I switched it to columns, okay? Uh, Thank you. Yeah, columns, yes. <laughs> now it just goes boom, boom, boom. Wait, so wait, so where'd you get the case then? Or you had them? Oh, no, this came in complete. Oh. And I bought it complete. Oh, okay. I thought you meant you you bought you had the copy there and you bought that and you no had the no 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 no, no. Oh, okay. no this this came in complete and I was hoping it wouldn't sell because we have to wait before we're allowed to buy stuff so thankfully it didn't Allegedly. let's do a little switcheroo I buy it I hold it and I sell it back to you <laughs> I I I try to be Everybody a good boy wins. I follow the rules. <laughs> Society I, I we, rules. We don't. I mean, it's we don't out rules. We don't do that. It's a ten percent markup, of I'm course. Just, <laughs> I don't know why I got to preface that this is a joke, but this is a joke. Yeah. No, I know. Um, <sighs> but yeah. So thankfully, it, it sat, and I was able to buy it. So very happy to add it to the collection. We're happy for you. I'm happy for you. I you're, might, you're, you're really building this this Sega collection. Very excited. I might That's steal awesome. the manual. It started it with well. the greatest, the greatest of all gifts, which was Steel Empire Complete. Also from Sal. Oh, yeah. Which I have played (laughs) too much already, but I love that game. You need to get yourself a master system converter now. I have it. Oh, you do? Girl, you know I do. Yes! (laughs) Damn, boo! (laughs) Drinks all around! So I I picked up a Retron 5 and got the master system converter, and Sal was gracious enough to give me the first game for that collection, and it is one I was looking for because I had it and loved it, and that's... Ghost House. So tell me... <laughs> Yo, bounce these ghosts! Tell me a little <laughs> bit more. So you had this as a kid? No, so when I f- before I worked at Retro, I got into gaming again, like hardcore. And I was like, oh man, I you know I remember having a Genesis as a kid um, for like a day. And then... <laughs> a day? House this, is, bur- this is the Trash Bag oh, Chronicles? Yeah, this is the House Burning Down oh, and then Trash yeah, Bag okay, Chronicles. Right. Yeah. My life is horrible. Anyways. <laughs> but... <laughs> <laughs> That's facetious. It's fine. 
Um, I like to go on the premise that that is actually true. Everything's cool. Yeah, go ahead. I'm fine. We're fine. Who wants some therapy? You guys got to see. We got a whole setup with a noose back here after after we get done. Whoa. <laughs> Anyways. Um, so tell us where it hurt you. Yeah. <laughs> Point, point on the doll. We need one. Of the, we need one of those dolls just to, just to show it every episode. Go ahead. But um, yeah, so I had uh, I had been collecting Genesis for a little while before I started working at the store, and I had, um, was talking to Zach who worked there, and he was like, "Oh yeah, you heard about the Masters?" I'm like, "What's that?" He's like, "Oh, it came out before the Genesis," and I never mm-hmm. heard about it because it was I I didn't even really know what Nintendo was that much as a kid because the only thing we had was a 64, so I didn't know that there was two pre- previous, you know. Um. So don't be proud of your ignorance. Thankfully, <laughs> it just so happened that one of the what they got a master system in randomly. Oh, and I was like, oh, and it was oh. still relatively cheap. This is before the massive boom. Right. So Probably I was able like 50, to get 60 it. bucks or something. Yeah, it was 50 bucks. So I picked that up and I got uh, it had the built in um, hang on, hang on or whatever. Yeah. And great, great game. I, I was able to find itself. this without the manual. And he's like, oh, it uses those cards, too. I'm like, oh, really? Sick. So, <laughs> so I put it in, and I stuck it it's in. a really cool, like, it's very similar to, like, Bugs Bunny Crazy Castle or, yes. like, that's, those, that's single, right there. those single screen kind of, like, you're in a building and you have to go to different doors, pick up different items and stuff. But it uses the Dracula theme, which is pretty cool. So you have, like, bats and werewolves and all this other stuff. So it's pretty cool. It's actually... It's considered like a hidden gem within that library, but see, it, I, it I, is, I, I, as I, they say, a spooky romp. It Ooh, is a romp. I never grew up with this game, and I have no really kind of like connection to it. So it's an easy thing for me to pass along to you, especially if you have that. Like that was one of your first experiences. That's a mm-hmm. special thing. Yeah, it was my first experience with the Master System. Uh, I got this that day, and Outrun, and. Outrun is my other one I'm looking for in Master System because you can't have that copy. No, I know, but I but because <laughs> and we're not this, that close, baby. This is the last tangent I'm going to go on. Um, but it's because when when I was growing up as a kid, we didn't have an arcade locally, but there was this old resort from like the 50s called Clark Crest. Mm. It's still there. Um, People got murdered there. I mean, I don't know. The owner looked pretty dead when we used to go there. He was in his probably 80s at the time. <laughs> he looked yeah. pretty dead. But it was this husband and wife that had built it in, like, the like post-war, like, 40s or 50s. Oh, people definitely got murdered. Go ahead. And uh, But we used to go to the pool there when we were, like, with, like, you know, Parks and Rec and stuff as kids. Mm-hmm. So they had, you know, the pool. And, they you know, it was weird because they had, like, this old ballroom and stuff, which never was used. It was creepy as shit. But, That's what I'm saying. It sounds like a really creepy place. But... It was really, I mean, it, it was a sweet old couple. They would sell candy bars and stuff in <laughs> they like, were the main room. That's exactly, you play hide and go seek there. You never return. <laughs> anyway. You would just hide. They had an arcade <laughs> with like a ping pong table. It's called hide and stay. And like yeah. they had like four oh, that, machines. That was in their basement. And one of the four machines was Outrun. Gotcha. And it was the stand-up Outrun. Ooh. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. And uh, I loved that one. And it was 25 cents. Did it have pedals on the, on the floor? Yep. Yeah. It was 25 cents. And we used to play that. Like all the time, it was that and Captain America and the Avengers were our two like go tos. Captain America and the X Men cabinet, which I, which never worked. So like the with the sideways screens, the like huge one, like the four player one with like it's like three screens or was it? Yeah, that thing is huge. It's, it just never worked. It's unfortunate. Yeah, that's tough. And then, tough had, and then a pinball machine. That was the fourth thing. Nice. It was cute. So like that's Fun. that's why like <laughs> and the ma- and the Master System version reminds me more of that machine. 
than the Genesis one, so that's why I love the Master System. Uh, my favorite version of Space Harrier is not my Saturn Sega Ages one. It's the <laughs> it's the Master System one because it's the one I grew up with. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the one I played the most, and it was so impressive at that time when, you know, mm-hmm. Sega did what Nintendo didn't. <laughs> Sega mm-hmm. did what they you know? done. <laughs> yeah, they said they did what they did. They done did what they tried to do. That's did. it. That's it. So. All right, well, that is a long-winded introduction of about an hour and a half, but we will be right back with our discussion of Cruising USA. Hang tight, guys. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsor. After these messages, we'll be right back. Gigantic Gorilla Optimus Primal transforms with double cannons firing. T-Rex Megatron transforms with pulverizing claw and twin missile launcher. Each sold separately. <laughs> Make car games great again. <laughs> well, welcome back, everybody. Hopefully that was a riveting and uh, and uh, really enjoyable commercial that you just saw there. Um, I enjoyed it. Did you? I, f- I loved it. Yeah. It was, it was exhilarating. I was, I was hard for it. it. I was going to say, I got a little twitch... I got a little Twitch watching it. I you have it was... a Twitch? Or are you saying? No, I got a Twitch. Look out below! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so I figured Cruising USA came out for the Nintendo 64 in... Done. 96. 1996. Huh. So why not start our discussion of Cruising USA with a song that came out in 1996 and see if you can guess what it is. Is it Groove is in the House? But do we have the rights to the song? No. <laughs> Trent's good with music. We're going to see if he, he knows it. Ready? 96, huh? Yeah, this is a R&B song. Oh, shit. And the, if I get this wrong, it's going to be R&B, bad. R&B. <laughs> if I don't get it, we're going to cut it. And the artist <laughs> and the artist is female. Uh, Tony Braxton? All I want is moonlight with you there inside me. All night. Oh, baby. Doing it again. And then again. And then again. Baby, 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 baby. Baby, baby. Baby, baby, you know I want it so bad. Is it Tony Braxton? Like I said, I'll always. Can I get through it? <laughs> and, then you, and then you can guess. I'll always think you. You got to guess artist and song. I'll always think of you inside my private thoughts. It is. It's Tony Braxton. I can imagine Hi. you. Look, at, I fucking knew touching, it before you even started reading the lyrics. I can imagine. That's you, why I'm the best. Touching. I'm the greatest. My private parts. Yeah. And just Doing the thought of you. Can help but touch myself. That's why I want I you so bad. So high when I'm around you, baby. Last I last lyrics I'm gonna say. Touch the sky. I want to feel your heart and soul inside me. Yeah. Let's make a deal. You roll, I lick, and we can go flying into ecstasy. Oh, darling, you and me light my fire, blow my flame. Yeah. Take me. That's Tony Braxton. She was. Take me away. Smoking hot. You got to see the video. Oh, man. She's like on this like pedestal and she's got like this. You don't have to tell me. Tight suit. I'm telling him. I have no idea. Yeah, see. She's. But but give me props. You said 96. I said Tony Braxton before you even started reading the lyrics. Let's be honest. I said R&B female artist. Now, that was a a little bit of a clue, but I didn't want to give it away. But yes, you had Tony Braxton right off the top, but you got the song. But. How filthy those lyrics are! No, I know, but it's, like you don't think that like, it's, it, it sounds like a court deposition, like <laughs> you're, the way you're reading. Yeah, it's like so. This is what he said to you over yeah, the phone. But I guarantee you, they played that on late one hundred point five. Oh yeah, you know. Oh, there was no censorship back. They didn't give a sh. But they, but it was just the song. It was just like, oh, this is a nice song. That's got a good dude. 
that beat drops and it's that. Dude, it's it's a banger. It is a track and a half. I was at my office yesterday and I was doing I was doing some paperwork and I and it came on the Spotify and I was like, "What year did this come out?" Because I need to bring this up in in the podcast. Oh, I get so no. high when I'm around you, baby. Anyways, um, good job, congratulations, <laughs> and um. Yeah, just uh, you know, get we gotta get in the mood of 1996. We gotta I don't know if that really feel. helped. <laughs> I was five. I don't think that the correlation between my Tony mood Braxton's was I'm in kindergarten. And, although I, in USA. I'm not a big Tony Braxton short-haired fan, though. You know what I mean? Uh, she pulled it off though. She, but no, she but did. like the uh, but her lo- with the long hair. No, but, well, she, that she, caramel. She, she had the short she, hair she was, on like the first the first album. All right, so we go from Tony Braxton. And I don't know if where do you go from Tony? Braxton? Well, here's the thing: is is this game as good as Tony Braxton? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, uh, yeah, unfortunately, I mean, I love video games, but I think I would have a better time listening to Tony Braxton. Yeah, she has many hits. Yes. Yeah. Breathe again. Breathe again. Breathe again. But it's just another sad love song. Was I singing that the other day when we were going to jujitsu? Yes. <laughs> I played him. You're making me high. Oh yeah. Yeah. What did you think of that song? Great. <laughs> <laughs> the most apathetic great. looking response while still saying great. That's the response you give when someone asks you like, "How how was school? Great." <laughs> no, he said it with confidence, but in an apathetic way. I, I don't know, you can't repeat that. It was his face. I don't know if you yeah. saw his face. <laughs> I can see his face through the back of his head. I, I, I'm his dad. Anyways, uh, so Cruising USA is the game we're talking about today. It's an important game for night. It's so important. It's well, it's an important game for me. I like to talk about games that sort of either have some kind of historical context that echoes into the future, or they were important at the time, or there's an incredible. St- fun or, or interesting story about them from where they came from so you can look at cruise in usa and it has it has aspects of it that it has ripple effects has ripple effects going back in time but it also has ripple effects going forward into the future when you look at this game it's created by a guy named eugene jarvis which we've talked about before on our ah, on our killer instinct yeah, episode and our smash tv episode Damn, killer instinct that was like an eon ago too right it was killer instinct <laughs> and eternal champions but that arcade part. Remember, we wow. ended up, we ended up playing that at um, at the game show, and it was awesome. Oh, the arcade one. You, yeah, you yeah, actually yeah. you actually finished me like out of the ring. Pause. It was the. <laughs> Wait, what? Really? So there's a video of us online playing the game, and you did a finish. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, I didn't not, even know what I was and, doing. And yeah. it was like it was like an actual like like the the you did the a fatality sta- the stage fatality the stage yeah. fatality you did the stage fatality yeah um but that was a lot of fun so Eugene Jarvis is the guy who's responsible for Defender and Robotron 2084 we're talking about like second generation time period of of, of gaming mm. you know the Intellivision and Atari and, uh, Atari, Coleco, Atari, yeah. Atari Coleco and then then this guy. Odyssey 2? No, we're not. No. <laughs> Nobody owned that, but, you know. But so anyway, cool, though. So, and then he makes games like Smash TV, right, that we've that we've talked about, and, you know, Killer Instinct. Killer Instinct and Cruising USA <clears throat> were a part of that Williams-Nintendo uh, partnership to create games for the Ultra 64, which ended up becoming the Nintendo 64. And there was this idea they were going to create this arcade hardware, which really only existed for Killer Instinct. Mm. And that system had way more memory inside of it to be able to put all that information in the game 
that you know they they made the Killer Instinct for Super Nintendo, but that that actual game never came to the to the Nintendo sixty four. Mm-hmm. So Cruising USA is sort of that other piece, and Eugene is responsible for that. As a side note, and and part of the Cruising USA legacy is that the style of game that Cruising USA is not to jump ahead, but Cruising USA that arcade style that it brings is what we've seen in arcades moving forward from that time until now. Every single arcade racing game that you play, its bones are in Cruising USA. The same type of game, wild, wacky, over-the-top racing gameplay. I don't care if it's the Fast and the Furious game. <laughs> I was or just going to say Fast and Furious. Any of, the, any of these racing games mm-hmm. all get their start from Cruising USA. Cruising USA took over the arcade scene, which... What about I, Daytona Racing? Well, they, well, that's, no, well, that's they, a completely different style. Oh. But the point being there is that when you go into an arcade today... Good pull, though. Good you're going to play a game that has its roots in Cruising USA. What say you, Ryan? It looks like you were chomping at the bit to say something. Oh, no, I was just saying it just reminds me because I was looking up uh, a couple games that just m- meant something to me similarly. And it's funny because you, you mentioned that and it's you see that, especially because like, Cruising USA is that like... <sighs> Like the physics are very bouncy. Like the cars spin around. You do right. the flipping mechanics, all the tricks. You, you can, can do. penalize too much for yeah. You just flip bumping into going. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you see that get pushed down the line into games like Hydro Thunder on boats, Arctic Thunder. You get it. See, you see it in the later cruising games. You see it in games like Eighteen Wheeler, American Pro Trucker has that cruising style of bouncing mechanics mm-hmm. with the trucks. H two overdrive. I just yep. I just wanted to say H two overdrive. I have no idea if that really matters or not. <laughs> what game no, is that? But, uh, I don't know. All the super bike games oh. <laughs> now too. All all have that mechanic. It's not even a game. You just wanted to say. I that think H two overdrive is a game. I have known nothing about it though. <laughs> no idea. I think it's a PS two game that's supposed to be like uh, Wave Racer. But yeah, no, you just see that kind of reverberate everything. You know, after cruising USA. Right. It's kind of like how what Mario Kart did for like kart racing games. Mm-hmm. I guess you. Cruising USA did for like the arcade racing game right. style games. So the interesting thing about Cruising USA is that it never used this Ultra 64 hardware. In fact, the technology that powered it was more like, I'm, you're probably going to laugh at me, but it was more like the Sega Saturn than it was even the Ultra 64 because it was a graphic system that used quads, not polygons, not triangles. Hmm. So everything was made out of out of squares, like the like the more like the Sega Saturn than it was mm-hmm. even the it was the it was the Midway, uh, I believe it was called Midway Five was the arcade system. It had nothing to do with the Ultra sixty four, but they they wanted it to be like that. And in fact, when the game came home, which it came home in in late nineteen ninety six, I would say they did an amazing job of porting that game. I'm not saying that Cruising USA is amazing, but that port to me was almost like an arcade port at the time when we saw it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you couldn't get much better from the arcade as a home port which, at uh, that time. No, I was going to say, which is weird because I, I remember looking uh, fairly recently that, like, people, like, it got, like, slammed in the magazines. It got, like, like, like 50s. It, <laughs> I was going to say, it was, like, it was, like, the worst, like, 64 game, like, well, that, because I was, like, it was it was in, like, that, that launch window, somewhat, of, it was. of the 64. It, it was, because it was uh, November or December of 96. So, there was only, like, 
five or six games at that point, maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, the original three, and then cruising mm-hmm. and maybe mm-hmm. something else. And it, was like, three hockey. and it was like the worst reviewed game of the year, and it was like a bestseller. One of the, one of the bestsellers, year. though. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing about it is, is that I well, think Cruising USA is not a great game. It's more of like a real kind of an average game. But when you had very little games on the system, a system that was incredible at the moment, right? And it, it captured everybody, in, at least in the United States, that you wanted as whatever software you could get your hands on. You wanted to have so it's kind of half cruising USA being a decent game, but also and and, and sorry and sorry and what and what it was able to do for that arcade racing genre, but also that starved for content type mm-hmm. of a need for Nintendo sixty four owners and yeah. and for what it's worth, it's a competent game compared to the arcade version. I mean, there's some. You know, the people bark about how there's some censorship. Oh, your oh, frame rate. It's very choppy fr- compared to the arcade I don't version. Care, I don't care about any Th- of that, that stuff. No, but that's, that was like the thing that everyone's... Which, I mean, for like a kid at that time, I never even saw the Cruise in the USA so, arcade. So I didn't have anything to compare it here's to. The thing, here's the thing. Me looking and playing and, and watching this game and reviewing this game today, it is incredibly generic. Like, to, to me... <laughs> The, the the music it sounds like they made it on like uh like a computer synthesizer and they were just hitting a bunch of keys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the, the you know the the cars in terms of like just the moment to moment gameplay just seems kind of eh, average. But we have to judge games in their time, and mm. so that's kind of where I wanted to kind of pull this discussion into is kind of how does this get do you guys have any other comments about the game specifically? I mean, we haven't gone too deep in there, but it's the unique aspect of this game is that you're going across country and you're going through several races, I think 13 or so races, to see if you can be the winner of the sort of, um, you know, transcontinental challenge, so, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, o- over-the-top action, flying around, it, it kind of is the progenitor of that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, I would say that's probably what the strongest part of the game is. It's the physics engine. It's how the game presents the vehicles. It's it's designed to be kind of almost like, you know, ping pong, you know, billiardsy where you're bouncing off of the sides, you're doing flips. It's not, it's not meant to be taken seriously. Yeah. And, and it's not, and yes, it's graphically, it was not the greatest at the time, but it was that engine that made the game. That's what makes it interesting. And I think, you know, unfortunately, like this is especially, you know, given that was 96 when you're dealing with competition like Mario 64, Yes, it's a completely different style game. Well, Mario 64 came out a couple of months later. It wasn't quite there yet, but it was almost a, it was pretty much a It was a launch title for the for the for the 64 though. What? Mario 64. Oh, Mario I think I'm sorry. I thought you were saying Mario Kart 64. No, 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 Super Mario 64. So they're completely different games, but when you look at like a Mindshare. Yeah, when you look at a screen, especially, you know, cuz the launch window only had like what five games six games total for the 64 yeah like three mm-hmm. yeah pilot so, wings mario were the only those, two those are the launch games only yeah, two yeah, launch yeah. titles and, and then there was yeah. like two or three wayne gretzky's 3d hockey came out shortly yeah. thereafter yeah. and then cruising, cruising and then, yeah. Also, yeah. so when you only have so many games to look at and your your contemporaries on that console are super mario 64 and pilot wings which pilot wings is awesome which <laughs> run extremely smoothly look fantastic and you come to they cruise. were made specifically for that art for that it, exactly and this game you, was an arcade game that wasn't even based on the engine it didn't even use the same kind of graphical no it was, it was it was and for what they were able to do 
it's a pretty competent port the for por- the time. The port is fantastic. Yeah. So like, yes, it's 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 and that's the thing is people I think that's why it got so kind of panned yeah. was everybody's like, oh well, it's not Mario sixty four or it's not you know it's not even piloting. It's like it's not trying to be. Yeah. It's unique for what it does and and what it's going to do down the road with that engine and that engine is important. Yeah. You know. The gameplay is kind of interesting because it kind of melds like a road rash in a way with the with the vehicles coming in the opposite mm-hmm. direction with a traditional racing arcade racing style game. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were seeing, you know, the arc, the definition of an arcade racer at the time was you looked at games like Daytona, or you looked at games like Ridge Racer, games like like Sega Rally, which those are the two games I kind of want to talk about in comparison to this. But, you know, it, they were a little a little less even arcadey than... More sim, yeah. A little bit more sim, right? Not, not quite enough sim where you don't, you know... It's not would, Gran it would, Turismo. It would, it would lose the arcade yeah. player. But this took it in even a more kind of casual way where it was just... It was more focused on play and have a good time, have some laughs and enjoy yourself. And don't take it too seriously. And you look at it... We we just you just got for me Cruising Blast on on the oh, Nintendo yeah. Switch, which is a phenomenal game. It takes that that premise and puts it into overdrive in a way that anybody can have a good time. And that's what I really appreciate about Rothwell's and Eugene Jarvis, which he still he basically runs the arcades now, essentially with all the games that he makes. And I run this. It anybody it can bring anybody and everybody together. And have a really great time, and not feel like you have to be the best video game player to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, unlike the sequel, obviously, like Cruising World, they like they took the formula and then like expanded on it. Like they tighter controls. They even went more over the top. You could do like barrel roll jumps, jump over other cars, right. and then they added. They definitely got over. better. Yeah, I don't know if 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 the graphics got better. That's the one thing when I compare Cruising USA to Extreme G. Or Mario Kart 64. I don't think it's a graphical showpiece necessarily. No, but, it's a fun showpiece. But, but is it's, what it's but, <laughs> what but, it really is. Yeah, but the, it's got that casual fun thing down. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, um, and and kind of where I wanted to to finish the conversation or, or complete the conversation is looking at this game in the lens of what are the other games that kind of were coming out around it, especially on console. What are its closest contemporaries? And, t- and and as I was looking at this, I said, you know, when you look at the two uh, the other competitors, it was Sega Rally and Ridge Racer, which are not perfect copies. I get it. Mm. But in terms of what the system was able to showcase and what these, what these systems were trying to do, how do we feel <clears throat> about that? Because I go back and I play games like, and, and like Ridge Racer or, or Sega Rally, and there's something about those games that is just so precious and special, and the physics still feel really, really good to me. Yeah, like whereas this game isn't. It's. it's I know it's a little bit different, but I don't know. I just kind of wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that. I I'm not like a I'm not a huge fan of Ridge Racer. Like honestly, the only time I I think I've ever played was on like the demo disc. But like Ridge Racer, what it only has what three tracks, something like that, right? And I think that you can do three tracks and they're like mirrored. And like, they all kind of like they kind of like blend into each other. Like the tracks, there's nothing really like. It's like you're on just a road, and there's buildings and stuff. Whereas mm-hmm. like, in in cruising, you have all these different locations. So like, every course is like completely different than the one before. Whereas like Ridge Racer, like I said, it's just it's. I don't know. I find it more like I, even though like cruising USA isn't exactly like 
complex, but I just feel like to me, Ridge Racer was a, a little more generic in in like presentation wise. You know what I mean? I, I know what you mean. I, I, I get what you it's mean. like. A st- it's like there's so many Ridge Racer type games. You know what I mean? They're, they're like all kind of the same. Mm-hmm. Right. Do you, you know what I mean? No, I know what you mean. From that time, there have been a lot of games like that. Even like more Ridge Racer games, like like you know Type Four, you know, which I know is lauded as like one of the best rally games ever. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I I like the the tightness of the controls of those games, the power sliding. So that's yeah. that's a personal preference thing. But these are games. You know, Ridge Racer originally came out in '93, Sega Rally '94, and the arcade version of Cruising USA '94. I actually think that Ridge Racer and Sega Rally hold up better in terms of their graphical prowess than this game does. Now, if that's you know, if that's important to you, well, I, I, here's the thing though too. <laughs> Cruising USA has how many cars on screen at the same time? Mm-hmm. Sega Rally and, and Ridge Racer, you're kind of by yourself, or you might be passing another car. Plus, both of those games are extremely wobbly. That's the one thing about cruising that's so great is that everything is just tight in terms of the environment. You don't have to worry about anything warbling or, or wobbling while you're driving through that mm-hmm. that, that area. So mm-hmm. it's just it's interesting to me to see how each company was kind of doing things a little bit differently. You know, and, and just how they were able to be successful in their own right and provide, honestly, awesome experiences for whoever was playing on those systems, you know. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've, I've got my own little preferences on, on, on that. But, you know, it's it's what that's what I find find so cool about retro gaming, too, is every 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 console manufacturer was doing something different than the other ones. So you got these really different experiences, even within the same genre. Yeah, I mean, well, it's crazy because, like, the 64, I mean, I guess it's known for, like, it's tons of racing games. I'm sorry, you know? but they, they, there's not a lot of good racing games on the 64. No, I know. I'm just, I'm saying they're you known know? for having ton, a ton of racing, racing sports, games. Yeah. Yeah. I, I get it, but there's I'm there's not saying really, they're great, yeah. But, and the ones that are good are, are good, you know, like, F-Zero is timeless. At Mario Kart 64, I mean. Dude, the Hot Wheels game is actually, like, really good. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Hot Revolt. I mean, that was on Dreamcast and stuff, too, but that's, like, another good one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One of my like, guilty pleasures is, one of my guilty pleasures is Extreme G. You know, yeah. I, I remember I was playing at my buddy Jake's house, Jake Spector, and we were playing like a nine-inch TV, but it was like the, the the speed, and then even like the like the, the lighting engine. You know, like Cruising USA doesn't really have like a lighting engine or anything. It's kind mm. of it's extraordinarily generic in that aspect. What it gets is that casual fun that everybody can jump into, and so you kind of appreciate games for what they do really well. And that's when I think of Cruising USA. That's what they and and they kind of won the battle of the arcade racer because you can't find a game that doesn't play like that now, you mm-hmm. know. And so, and then them bringing Cruising Blast to Switch is just another way for people to kind of go back in time. I don't know if Cruising USA and that trilogy are on Switch. I don't but, believe so. Not yet. Okay. Yeah. Um. But. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it all depends on your environment. I mean, if you go to the arcade and there was there's a new Cruising or there's a new Ridge Racer, like. What are you gonna play? I don't, I'm not. I'm not there to learn a new engine. I want to have fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's like, like I want. I, I got shift. For me, it's like that we were always attracted to the cruising games yeah. in the arcade. And we, you know, we didn't do a uh, like a modern retro moment this this episode because we kind of got carried away with our pickups. But you know, the talking about cruising blast and talking about the switch and and just you know, we talked about some of our pickups that are 
you know, new releases of old games. I just love what they're doing with that system and, and being able to provide all of these old experiences, things like Cruising USA for a new generation. You know, I was able to pick up like this Psycho or Sikyo collection, which got me a game that I, I probably wouldn't have been able to, to get, you know, and, and would have been able to enjoy the way I want to. And, and the Switch makes that so accessible. So, you know, whatever you want to play from the old days, I mean, there's there's our compilations for every every gamer that you can imagine, mm-hmm. and you can get those old school experiences and get them in a way that you can just hook it up to the Switch, and you're playing right away, and it's pixel perfect, mm-hmm. and you don't have to break the bank to be able to do that. You know, I mean, you were showing me some of the stuff you, you, you got. I mean, show some of the yeah, some I mean, of the games that you got. I mean, this is. And I mean, this is just a fraction of of just the <laughs> of just the amount that they make, but like, but just like eight bit, sixteen, you know, stuff like the sixteen bit classics where you get Aladdin, Jungle Book, Lion King, all. I mean, it's a little letterbox, <clears throat> but still fantastic. Oh, that's all the. It's got all the Disney ones on it. Yep, they just re released it with the Jungle Book on it. Yeah. Oh, they they put it out before, and now they put it out another one with yeah. the junk, and then they're gonna put out another one with Toy Story on uh, it. <laughs> Sphinx and the Cursed Mummy Switch release, awesome game, fantastic game. The Collection of Mana, which has Final Fantasy Adventure, Secret of Mana, and Trials of Mana. Are those sixteen bit? Yeah. Mana. Oh, nice. Well, uh, Final Mana. Fantasy Adventure is technically eight bit. It's a uh, Game Boy. Well, that's fine. But yeah, Secret of Mana and Trials of Mana, both sixteen bit games, fantastic RPGs. Oh, Darius Rucker, G Ooh. Darius, <laughs> the PS One Darius shooter that you know you never find that game. Ever on PlayStation? That's awesome. It's just one game. Yeah, but uh, it's but it's a fantastic 3D shooter. How much was that? Thirty bucks on Amazon. Where, where, where's the PS One going for? Again, uh, like oh, almost a hundred. And you have to get a setup to be able to play, play that it. game reasonably. Whereas this is you know HDMI ready, in in putting out the classics. Uh, this one is actually an Asia release because they for some reason don't do physicals in America. But Legend of Mana, the re- remaster. For Switch, fantastic. Wait, so you, you imported that? Uh, yeah, I got it from PlayAsia. Oh. Yeah. And it, it does... Those games play on an American Switch? Oh, yeah, it's English. Oh. Yeah, Switch is region-free, ladies and gentlemen. Region-free. Magic. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, one of the best racing games on N64, Pod Racer. Dreamcast, baby. Limited Dreamcast. run release. And this is the uh, Dreamcast port, but it runs at 60 frames per second with no slowdown. Oh, my God. 60 frames per second? Your best. <laughs> You know, um, stuff like NIS, again, they put out random things that nobody remembers, but they're really, really good, and they should be remembered. Two P- they've been doing these RPG collections now. Um, Soul Nomad and Phantom Brave, two RPGs that Ooh. came out on PS2. <laughs> Phantom Brave had a little bit of a following, but Soul Nomad kind of died out. Really good RPGs. Not related to Brave Fencer. No. All right. <laughs> uh, Cotton, the cute up Got a All these on games, Switch. guys. If you're buying them, if you're trying to get them on like Saturn or or, or Turbo Graphics or whatever, they're like two hundred plus yeah. dollars versus a thirty forty dollar game on Switch. What was Cotton on uh, what system? It's a cute 'em up shooter with a massive amount of effects on the screen. Yeah, just no, like I crazy. Said, what system was it on? Turbo Graphics sixteen, oh, really? uh, Mega Drive, yeah. and uh, Sega Saturn. Generally, those are like the three consoles. Yeah. The Turrican Flashback Collection has... Welcome to Turrican. Turrican ah, 1, ah, Mega ah, Turrican, ah, Super Turrican, and Turrican 2. I mean, like... Mega Turrican? Mega Turrican. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I mean, it's great. And like, the last one I brought was, you know, the Castlevania that. Collection. The what? Oh, Ca- Castlevania. Yeah, you know, yeah. Castlevania 1, 2, 3, 4, Bloodlines, Castlevania Avenger, Kid Dracula, and Belmont's Revenge. Damn, I mean, like you can't, seven games on there. You know, it's... <laughs> 
it's it really is like a phenomenal console for retro gaming. Phenomenal. I love it. I love it. And it's a way to have all these great old old school experiences. It'd be nice if they made the Cruising Trilogy. That kind of makes sense. It would, honestly. I mean, it, it, they were 64 exclusive and you could upscale yeah. it pretty comfortably because it's already there's already arcade ports. You just have to port the arcade versions and they would run great. Yeah. And Cruising, I, as far as I know, it's still exclusive to Nintendo, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Yeah. Blast yeah, is, Cruising yeah. Blast, yeah. 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 They only made it on, on Switch, but... So anyways, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for joining us. What would really help the podcast... Phenomenal AJ Styles. Is if you could... <laughs> <laughs> All right, random AJ Styles shout out. <laughs> yeah. if, you could, if you could throw us a subscribe, it would be really We're great saying, for to uh, to help us get our landing page. Throw us phenomenal. a like. Tell a friend about the AJ podcast. Styles. If they if you guys like going into and your friends like going into the, you know, the old school stuff and really kind of digging in deep... Um, you know, this is the place for it. We hope you guys are enjoyed it and, and, and share the love. We want to share this message with uh, as many old school gamers as we can. And we appreciate you guys being here. Remember that be- all good things come from above and start from above. Ooh. Be safe. Be happy. Be, happy, be, be healthy, healthy. And as always, always, keep it turbo. You've heard the sentence. So, uh,